0: what is going on everyone and welcome back to the pod i hope you're all doing well now today i've got for you part one of a very special episode as you can tell by the length of this one it is a long one over three hours of content and it's only part one of three parts of a 10 hour special today i'm bringing to you part one of 10 hours of karen's going crazy that's right 10 hours of entitled parents content so if you're listening to this on the day it's released on the 11th of april part one is going up right now when you're listening to it at 2 p.m my time part two is coming on later today this evening and the final part part three will be up tomorrow at two o'clock all three parts in the space of 24 hours, you've gotta love it. So without further ado, let's get into this. Prepare yourselves for 10 hours of Entitled Parents content. This is gonna be unbelievable. Here we go My entitled aunt thinks I work at a store I worked at four years ago and demands a discount Okay, first off my aunt is a real lady She uses our family for her gain and gives zero f's about anyone else but herself and her image and her friends She will only ever talk to us if we have something that she wants She lives in one of the most expensive parts of sacramento while our immediate family all lives and has lived in the same area Nearly my mom and aunt's entire lives. She's very entitled and thinks highly of herself her and her husband and children are the type of people who are always keeping up with the joneses she has to be admired and loved by strangers she scams money out of whoever she can especially my grandma which is how she's able to live in such an expensive area and claim back issues and not work or she'll work and immediately quit if someone doesn't like her smoke and hang out all day while her husband gets drunk and acts like an idiot With that out of the way, let me tell you what happened Friday afternoon. Now, I am the semi-black sheep of my family. I'm not mean, I'm not rude, I don't talk rubbish, nor do I socialize much with my family, because I know they don't really like having me around. So no one ever calls or talks about me in regards of how I am or what I'm doing, which is usually nothing. So I was surprised to get a phone call from my aunt, the entitled idiot. I didn't know the number, I didn't know at the time how she got my number, but I was waiting on a call from my doctor, so I answered without a second thought. So I answer hoping it's my doctor, but I hear my aunt's voice. She and I have never been close I don't like her. I don't think i've ever liked her I burned myself as a child because she wouldn't let me have a bath since she was entertaining her friends and getting high So I went and made myself a bath and burned most of the skin on my legs thighs and butt off That's how much I hated her and her daughter would steal my dolls toys Whatever she could get her hands on and she never gave them back nor would anyone believe me when i'd find my stuff destroyed at their house anyway i answered and i'm extremely confused when i hear this idiot's voice she tries to sound all sweet and nice hey how you doing grandma says you're sick yeah, I am. I absolutely hate talking, especially to this idiot on the phone. Okay, she's quiet before she gets to the point as to why she's calling me. The one niece she hasn't or couldn't steal or con from. Well, you still work at Party Town, right? My grandson needs a costume for Halloween. I want a discount or you can stick one out for me. I kind of just sat there thinking, is this lady serious? Did she really just say that? Did she ask me for something I cannot do even if I wanted to without asking nicely with a please? And did she not know what? What day it was the store would be packed to heck with parents who couldn't make more time to get a halloween costume six days before halloween What are you high? I don't work there. I worked there four years ago for like two months Who said I work there and why would you think i'd give you a discount or steal for you of all people? I was annoyed to heck and back by being told what someone else tells me what i'm gonna do and it's a week before halloween There's no costumes left my aunt lets out this weird uh sound and starts saying something like don't be selfish your cousin, who's thieving by the way Needs a costume for her son He's only 3 years old Are you really going to be a lady and not get him a costume? After a little rage, all I can do is just laugh I'd taken some pain meds on my knee So I'm kind of loopy and tired And thinking I'm dreaming And all I do is laugh I can hear my sticky fingered cousin chime in Calling me a selfish lady And how she's going to get me fired for stealing Somehow, they came up with the idea That I steal costumes for my teenage nephews At a job I don't work at Because my grandma told them my work there once Four years ago During Halloween She and my cousin Are still yelling at me On the phone Until I stop laughing My eyes are closed And I'm on the edge of sleep And I tell them I don't work there I haven't worked there In four years I was working with my mum Until two years ago You stupid idiots God dang You guys can't stop Coming up with scams And schemes long enough To get facts straight Before you call And harass people You don't listen to grandma Tell you about us When you come down Asking for money F off you ingrates That's all I remember Before I passed out i woke up saturday morning with a stiff leg and missed calls and texts from my grandma and aunt my grandma was apologizing and said she set my aunt straight but an hour later my aunt calls and says you can get grandma to lie for you but i know you're a selfish lady like your mum and you won't even help out the family i just listened to her tired as anything trying to stretch my leg and let her go on i'm going to be in later today for my grandson's costume and it better be half off or free yeah i would love to see that but even if i could stand To walk or be in public I don't care enough to watch her humiliate herself Or try and belittle seasonal employees And she didn't even tell me What costume she was looking for anyway If I worked there was I just supposed to grab Any toddler costume for her punk butt I feel bad for the kid But my aunt is such an effing lady And she's hurt my grandma too much For me to even consider helping her or my cousins Wow your aunt is certainly something else Like I understand that she wants something from you That's fine But the fact that she doesn't even make some sort of conversation Or even find out if you're still working there is so stupid and then yeah her entitledness just shines through Moving on to our second story speak english or gtfo So for some background i'm severely hard of hearing but consider myself deaf I mean when your hearing is that shot you might as well be I also operate a very small local deaf meetup group in my local area Which includes a hearing person one of my roommates who just seems to enjoy hanging out with us and we're fine with that When with the group i don't wear my hearing aids as that That roommate is usually fine with handling things if and when hearing is needed. He's a trooper. At this particular meetup, which happened this morning at Shoney's for their breakfast, we came across an entitled parent. Onto the story. Everyone was seated, casually nomming their favorite breakfast items from the breakfast bar at Shoney's. Everyone signing and giggling back and forth with one another and enjoying our time together. But we did notice a kid that was nearby bugging my roommate about something. I wouldn't know what's being said until after we arrived home after the meetup and we'll include the conversational bits where relevant Weren't any of you talking? Oh, I can talk they are deaf and can't hear speech. So we use sign language to talk that's cool. The kid runs off and my roommate didn't think any more of it. It's not uncommon for someone to ask about sign language here or there or ask us how to say something or get advice on where they can learn the language. Lifeprint.com, if you are personally interested, it's free and where we typically send folks. Sounds like nothing spectacular so far, I know, but it wasn't until we were ending our little meetup and start saying our goodbyes when the kid's mother approaches our table. Again, the deafies are just thinking yet another person with a sign language question. The hearing can handle it. But apparently this kid's mom was so so offended that we weren't speaking vocally that she intended to make her stupid opinion known You need to stop doing the hand signal stuff and speak english. It's very rude. I'm sorry. What these guys are deaf So but the entitled mom cuts him off. I don't care if they're deaf They can speak english like everyone else in america. No, they can't literally two of these people were born completely deaf They don't know what English even remotely sounds like It's not my fault they're idiotic They should still speak English and you too Stop messing about with your hands It's very rude It's very rude to insist people with a disability To cater to your sensibilities And honestly, I wish I were deaf myself So I wouldn't have to hear the screeching of a heartless lady With less than two brain cells to rub together Wow, good comeback You can't speak like that around children She ends up huffing and running off At this point though, she's gotten the attention of everyone at our meetup We all were thinking that was the end of it And the roommate signed to us telling us Crazy lady thinks we're throwing gang signs And other stupid stuff, everything's fine Well we've seen that before Well turns out the entitled mum ended up getting the manager Demanding we be kicked out So enter manager stage left The manager arrives at the table With the entitled mum and the poor kid in tow The entitled mum's looking smug Like she just accomplished something huge I've got a complaint that your entire party Has been rude and is cussing The manager notices sign language being Use and ask the entitled mother mom. Do you know what they're saying? No, not at all. They're not speaking english Which is very rude. We're in america and in america we speak english the roommate swears This is what she said and since we do live in the sticks I wouldn't put it past that someone would say something like this mom We can't kick people out for not speaking english, but they're insulting me and my kid Just look at them at this point It's worth noting that when we're discussing something or someone if the object of discussion is available they're pointed at At no point in our discussion did we point at the entitled mother nor her kid What we were talking about was various subjects from cats to the girl We got recently invited from Walmart talking about wanting to get a fish tank and a small fighter beta and other places They'd like to go for the next meetup so nothing involving the entitled parent nor her kid But my roommate says actually he points to one of us She's talking about getting a fish tank and getting a beta fish points to me He's getting information on where the next meetup might take place points to the black guy He's talking about a kitten he recently adopted Points to the entitled mother And she's being rude, insisting Deaf people need to stop using sign language To accommodate her stupid sensibilities The manager surprisingly signs To the group, asking if we found everything To our liking. We all practically Say yes to some degree. Yes, okay Etc. Different signs The manager proceeds to inform the entitled mother That she'll need to leave us alone Or he will have to ask her to leave She apparently continued to complain about how we Continue to sign after all this and Was asked to leave She did and apparently screamed How she's never coming back The manager gave us 10% off our bills Except the roommate who dealt with the brunt of it Who got his meal free Well good for him My dad asked to borrow my car Then sells it This was a long time ago I hardly have any contact with that part of the family anymore, but I do still talk to my dad once in a while My dad had needed a car for a while. So I loaned him mine when I went to get the car back The back end was smashed in my dad tells me how he was at a red light and the car was rear-ended Of course, I asked the normal questions about faults and insurance and everything else He tells me the other guy's insurance company sent him a check for the damages, but it wasn't enough to cover the repairs That was a lie. So he didn't have the car repaired instead He spent the money now my dad and I have the same first and last name but a different middle name So it's easy to see how he could claim the car was his and have the check written to him When I told my dad that he should have just let me know about the accident and let me handle the claim He says why should you get anything? You weren't in an accident I was we had an argument about that But none of my dad's arguments was even anywhere close to being valid He also just wasn't listening to anything that I was saying I asked my dad to leave the car at his house for a few days And I said that I would arrange to have it picked up and repaired a couple of days later I went to his house, but I didn't see the car. So I thought he wasn't home when I knocked he answered My younger brother was also there which was surprising because he was supposed to be away at college Which I was helping pay for but um, that's another story. I told my dad. I was there to pick up the car He says that was impossible because he sold it I asked him why he did that and he said you seem so annoyed about the damage I figured you just want me to go ahead and sell it. So you didn't have to deal with it anymore I was making payments on the car and I asked my dad how he could have sold it without the title He told me he just had the guy fill out a lost title form or something like that I don't even know the details on it I told him that I thought that was going to be a problem When the guy tries to register the car and finds out there's a lien on the car My dad just says that's the buyer's problem, not mine When I asked him how much he got for it, he told me he got $3,000 Even with the damage, it was worth closer to $7,000 But definitely No less than 5k. So obviously I asked my dad for the money, but he told me he'd already spent it Then he went into a rant about how many bills he has and how he's even paying for my brother's college again Not true. Plus my brother was sitting right there. He dropped out but didn't even tell me even though he kept cashing the checks i sent, i had very little contact with my parents after that and i think i only actually saw them one time since then which was around the time i got married but not at the wedding because they refused to go none of this was all that surprising though I never ever should have even loaned the car to my dad's in the first place Uh, well, yeah op to be honest mate It sounds to me like a couple of your family members are pretty horrible people. Um, your brother clearly takes after your dad What's he doing? Seriously? Like what is he actually doing? This story actually reminds me of another entitled parents video. I made not long ago If you want to check that out It's again about you know a karen kind of stealing someone's car trying to put their own name on it their own number plate Check it out up here if you haven't seen it yet. Um, very very similar story to this equally as strange What is it with you know parents using their children's cars and you know Trying to get their name on the license and on the title and stuff like that And then what just spending the money that they made from it selling it in the first place is mad Then not giving the money back to the owner of the car their child even worse And now moving on to our second story slightly more serious than the first Entitled Mum and Entitled Grandma try to kill residents of Group Home. Many years ago, I worked in a group home. For the privacy of all the residents, we had a set visitation room with visitation hours by appointment only. Appointment only so that two families weren't trying to visit at the same time It had a separate entrance and a door that shut it off from the rest of the house It had a half bath a tv cable hookup game console with maybe 50 games a dvd player with about 150 movies board and card games along with nice comfy seating and a small four-person table. Visitors were not allowed anywhere but that room, if any of the other residents were home. It didn't matter if Bill wanted to show off his new bedding set, or if Jack's mum wanted to see if he needed new clothes. I don't think my mum wants to do that, but anyway, um, if the other residents were home, no. The families of five of the residents were fine with it. Kyle's mother and grandmother, though, were not they firmly believed that they were within their rights to enter the rest of the house and inspect it and his housemates he was their baby and they had rights by god well actually no the residents of this home were 30 to 40 year old men with developmental and physical disabilities they were all actually wards of the state the fact they were even allowed to know where he was let alone visit, was a huge privilege To be honest, I was wondering why the rules were so strict. That makes sense Our agency had many other homes where the families of the residents had no idea where they were and weren't allowed to see them The families were only allowed to contact the case manager and inquire about them through him back to carl's mom and grandma It was a constant battle to keep them out of the rest of the house It got to the point that we had to have an extra staff member during their visits this staff member had to sit outside the connection door while the visits were going on and physically stand blocking their way when they would attempt to enter i lost track of how many times we ended up calling the police to have them removed from the main part of the house before that happened and that's when they started calling the police on us after the third time of them calling the police to demand entrance to the rest of the house They lost their privilege of visiting kyle was moved to another home where they weren't allowed to know the address This didn't go over well to put it nicely They were adamant kyle was still in our home and they threatened us several times That we would pay for keeping their baby from them a restraining order was granted against them Keeping them 800 feet from the house staff residents and no calls to the house It all came to a head one night when at dark 30. I was locking up the house for the night All doors and windows had to be checked and the alarm set. Another staff was doing bedtime medicine. The other two were helping out with bedtime routines and getting laundry going. I kept telling the other staff I smelled smoke, like a campfire, just faint whiffs of it. They said I was crazy. I just walked the entire house and nothing was burning. It must be a neighbor having a small backyard fire or something, and I got a whiff while closing the windows and it was stuck in my nose. It finally became strong enough for the others to smell in pairs we checked the house again nothing but the smell is getting stronger we met back in the living room and decided to go ahead and call the fire departments. when we realized we could see wisps of smoke in the living room we woke the residents and had them put on shoes and jackets the smoke in the living room was now clearly visible and it was starting to make its way towards the bedroom and it finally triggered the alarms Protocol was to evacuate and get the residents to the van The living room was the exact center of the house with an open floor plan with the kitchen on one side and a laundry room on the other The bedrooms were through the living room and to the left and right along with two bathrooms The visitors room and our office being at opposite ends of each other down the hall We shuffled to our office because the van was parked to that side and the keys were in the office As we came around the corner of the house, we see the source of the smoke Our front porch was on fire. The house was brick, which was what was preventing it from spreading outwards, but it was spreading upwards towards the roof. The police and fire departments arrived just as we reached the van. The fire department went to work on the house. The police head towards us. We're all fine, except four people came running up to us. Kyle's mother and grandmother, along with two unknown men, The two women started screaming for kyle and that they were here to rescue him We'd endangered him by allowing him to live in a fire trap They suddenly realized that there was no kyle in the group and they were now screaming that we'd left him to burn in that house They were suing us. They'd shut us down and have us in prison for murder The police quickly asked if we had left someone behind to which we answered. No, we have all six men But for their safety, we had to get them in the van and then we'd sort this out the police held the mother and grandmother back from us while they continued to shriek about Kyle and the fact that we'd left him to die. Two of the staff loaded them while me and my co-worker talked to the police starting with the fact that those two women had a restraining order and for his safety and ours, Kyle had been moved to a location unknown to them. They were cuffed immediately and told to pipe down. Now that is what I love to hear. We proceeded to explain exactly what had transpired that evening. The fire was doused quickly while we did this. One of the firemen came over to talk to the officers and we heard him say there was preliminary evidence that this fire was set deliberately there would be a formal investigation. Kyle's mother and grandmother were arrested for violating the restraining order and suspicion of arson. The two men were arrested on suspicion of arson also. Now, moving on, results of the investigation determined a clear case of arson. There was also a deliberate rigging of a device to the door leading out of the visitation room that would have been fatal to the person opening the door and, if anyone was close by, debilitating, if not fatal. The four were indicted on vandalism, arson, eight counts of attempted homicide, two counts of attempted murder. It came out that they were unaware of the other side door, which saved lives. They got a plea deal and got seven to 10 years each. This was back in the early 2000s, so I don't remember what exactly the sentence was. Wow. All right, look first of all don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's not nice having your son locked up in a place like this But clearly he's there for his own safety, you know, like there's a reason why he's in this place Look, it's not ideal for the for the mum and the grandma and I get that but come on. There's obviously some backstory here He's not just gonna be in there randomly. It's not as if he's like trying to fight his way out, you know, come on There's a reason he's there but and I can't quite believe they did this trying to you know Set the whole building on fire of the place You believe your son is in just to try and you know free him or let him escape or whatever see him even though they know he's not there. I mean, clearly they don't, but he isn't there. It's mental. You're putting eight lives at risk. You're actually trying to kill people. Sorry, not just putting their... I've just completely forgotten the fact that they set up a bomb pretty much, didn't they? On the door that would have killed the person who opened it. What, what are they doing? Trying to kill some staff members. Trying to free everyone else inside by setting the whole place on fire. Just to see your son? What? Are you sure? Wow. Lock these guys away and throw away the key. You don't care if I change your subscription to premium, do you? So this actually happened yesterday, and the entitled person in question is my dad. For a long time now, dad has been asking for my Netflix password, but I wouldn't give it to him. I didn't care if he used my Netflix, but I knew him well enough to know that he'd happily give out my password to anybody who wanted it. He'd openly admitted that he wanted his second ex-wife to have it. He'd continually ask for my password. But I refused three days ago. I offered him a compromise I wouldn't give him my password, but I would log him in and make him a profile He agreed so I went to his house to set it up at first He seemed grateful but yesterday I got an email from netflix that my subscription plan has changed I checked and saw that it had been upgraded to a premium subscription I immediately changed it back, but I would have to still pay the increased price this month I called dad and asked if he had been the one to change that subscription. He initially denied it was him, so I told him I was going to have to change the password again. Oh, I, I might have done something to Netflix, he quickly said. The moment I mentioned the password, I was pressing buttons. Look, like, I don't know what I was doing, but I might have changed a subscription. I told him that he had changed it to a more expensive subscription, but he just said it was only a few bucks more. Then he tried to distract me by asking if I'd ever watched Supernatural as he'd supposedly just discovered it, but I steered the conversation back. I did not believe it had been an accident, but I just told him to be more careful. His story suddenly shifted as he claimed Netflix forced him to upgrade. He said it kept asking him if he wanted to watch it in HD and he tried to cancel it four times. When he'd finally accepted it, it upgraded his subscription. Of course, I didn't believe that story either, but I learned long ago it's better just to drop things with him. Later that evening, he called mum. He was mad that I had changed the subscription since it wasn't that much more expensive. Netflix had forced him and he really couldn't tell any difference in the SD and HD. He actually was pouting and told her that I could just cancel his account since he couldn't watch it anyway And that is why I had to change my password again To be honest guys I wouldn't even necessarily mind it if your dad was just open and honest and admitted that it was him that tried to do this thing It's the fact that he said oh no, I was forced into it I didn't want to do it anyway and I didn't do it in the first place That just makes this all so much more embarrassing for him. Like don't get me wrong I would much prefer to watch netflix in hd rather than sd for that reason, I have an HD account. I don't blame him for wanting to do that, but I do blame him for doing it on your account, not telling you, on your card, I assume, and then lying to your face, saying that it wasn't him and that he was forced to do it, when we all know that is utter BS. What's he on about? Pressing a few little buttons and then being forced to pay more money? Yeah, sounds legit, mate. Shut up. And now, moving on to our second story of today's episode Entitled Mother in Law Demands a Paternity Test. And then tries to steal the baby. This is my sister's story. My sister and her husband were together for five years before they got married in 2016. Within a month of their marriage, my sister found out she was expecting. She told very few people around her and her mother-in-law was not one of them. When she was 12 weeks along, she finally felt secure enough to announce her pregnancy to everyone else so then entitled instance one my sister's entitled mother-in-law started crying as everyone around her was celebrating my sister announced it during a family lunch between our families the only ones who knew were me my parents and her husband my brother-in-law my sister's in-laws and brother-in-law siblings were just finding out My sister had not wanted to share the news because she was worried about miscarrying. However, when her mother-in-law saw my parents and me smiling and not being surprised, she started bawling, screaming that my sister ruined her experience of finding out about her grandbaby by not telling her as soon as she found out. She was angry about the fact that my sister shared the news with us, her literal flesh and blood, over her my sister's father-in-law had to remove her from the situation and my sister felt guilty as did her husband they spent the rest of the afternoon trying to make up for it while the rest of us were confused why the mother-in-law thought she deserved to know first now this led to another situation entitled instance two sorry to interject here guys but i'm feeling a little bit naive um when op said that the entitled mum started crying I just presumed it was happy tears, you know, because you're going to be a grandma, not not sad tears because everyone else knew first. Oh God, but this is entitled parents. I should have known better. Anyway, this led to another situation, entitled instance two. Now, since my sister's mother-in-law felt excluded, she made sure she was included from that point onwards. Throwing a baby shower, much before my sister wanted to, decor and arrangements, guest list and invites being done without as much as consultation from my sister inviting mostly her mother-in-law's side of the family and not ours forcing my sister to let her be present for each prenatal checkup and scan moving into the house with my sister and brother in law to help take care of her baby trying to control what and how much my sister eats including throwing out essential medication prescribed to her and arguing against my sister's nutritionist who'd made a very extensive meal plan for her Finally, my brother-in-law and sister had had enough They asked her to move out and to not stick her nose into everything that wasn't her concern Now mind you my brother-in-law is a big softie and a mama's boy, but he will stand up for his wife This led to the penultimate situation entitled instance three my sister's mother-in-law lost her head How could her baby boy throw her out of the house? She decided it must be because my sister is a manipulative female dog. Somehow, this string of thought landed her to presume that that baby could not be my brother-in-law's. Because my brother-in-law wanted to wait until marriage to have sex and that my sister got pregnant too soon So my sister's mother-in-law went around spreading gossip and rumor everywhere and to anyone stupid enough to listen to her She went from calling my sister's unborn baby her baby to now calling it every name possible devil child the result of cheating insert word that I can't say and whatnot Then she started demanding she needed to see proof of paternity. Otherwise, she would cut the child and my sister off from the family and also never speak to her son again if he would not condemn his wife's behavior. She was also convinced my family knew of her pregnancy before her because we must have known she cheated and deceptively got her married to my brother-in-law to hide the facts. They again had had enough and this went on till she gave birth my sister and brother-in-law went low contact with my mother-in-law for months pre and postpartum around the time the baby was five months old the mother-in-law apologized and stated she wanted access to her baby again my sister and her husband were very skeptical but they agreed for supervised visits only and only if the mother-in-law was constantly accompanied by either my sister or brother-in-law Now what a surprise guys, she did not like this and she once again threw a tantrum over how her son was corrupted by his evil wife And her darling son would never ever do something like this to his mother She again brought up paternity and called my brother-in-law blind and an idiot Yes, that is her own son guys for letting some common hussy force him to parent someone else's child My brother-in-law calmly stated it was either his way or the highway And my mother-in-law chose his way this is the peak of the entitled saga mother-in-law tries to steal the baby so one of the days when my mother-in-law was allowed to visit the baby she absolutely is no help and demands to be catered to my sister was very tired the baby had colic that week and she was run to the ground my brother-in-law could not be home and my sister tried rescheduling but my mother-in-law was already on the way and at that point it was nearly impossible to stop her my sister says she had just handed the baby over to my mother-in-law in the living room and sat on the couch big mistake she has no idea when she dozed off but my sister must have dozed off for a little while after being up with a fussy child and of course being exhausted, and dealing with postpartum issues. When she came to, neither the mother-in-law nor the baby was to be found. She looked for the baby frantically and called her mother-in-law, but no answer. She got in touch with her husband, who drove home, picked her up, and they went to her mother-in-law's house to look for her. Her father-in-law answered the door and said that he also had not seen her mother-in-law since she drove down to visit my sister but her phone was on find my phone and they could track her phone from his device as they shared the same cloud sure enough within minutes they see the phone moving towards a local hospital lab area it's a one-way road and a dead end they hop in a car and drive to the hospital my sister finds her mother-in-law arguing with the hospital staff for not performing any medical procedures and tests on the baby without the parents her mother-in-law wanted to get a paternity test performed on the baby. She was detained by the hospital security and the baby was in the custody of the hospital who thought she had stolen the baby. My sister and brother-in-law reached the hospital just in time before they called the cops and tried to locate them. They had to show 10 different types of proof of identity and parentage to the staff. Before they were allowed to take their baby again, my brother-in-law actually ended up threatening legal action against his own mother But i'm not sure what came of that This happened years ago and my mother-in-law and brother-in-law and my sister have the most strained relationship The baby barely knows its grandma but it's quite close to the grandpa who often visits. Uh, yeah, very simple solution here, guys. Restraining order. Get that put in place right now and get this horrible dog of a woman out of your life because what is she offering in terms of value, in terms of support, in terms of general chat, any banter going on there? I highly doubt it. I think she just sounds like an absolute cow, a horse, a pig perhaps, maybe even a snow leopard. Who knows? That's being too kind. Snow leopard is actually my favorite animal. What a cool animal that is. Can we get a picture of a snow leopard up on screen? Wow. Wow. What a beautiful animal and now let's get a picture of a horrible disgusting woman on screen And that's the difference right there. That is the difference of biology. Was any of that necessary? I don't think so, but I love slow leopards. They're cool animals Unlike this dog of a woman entitled parents stops women on crutches getting in elevator This is my first time posting a story like this. So bear with me I've always wondered if i'd ever see something awful enough to post on here And this happened a couple of weeks ago. So I, he, him, 20, was in Primark at the time, which is a well-known clothing outlet in the UK for people who can't afford to fork out on big clothing brands. I was wandering around the men's section on the second floor, where there is a busy escalator on one side of the shop and a lift on the other. As I got closer to the lifts, I heard raised voices and went over to look, because I'm nosy. There was a white woman in her mid-20s standing in the open lift, she had a child in a pram with her. Let's call her Karen. In the doorway of the lift was an older black woman, around 50 years old, who clearly had an issue with her leg and was using crutches and one of those boots they use for stuff like broken legs. Let's call her Jane. With Jane was a younger black man, maybe in his late 20s, but I'm not sure he said anything during the entire encounter. Now, I'm making race relevant because I'm not entirely sure that Karen's actions weren't entirely free of prejudice. So, Karen was in the lift with her pram angle to stop jane getting in now The lift is definitely big enough for more than three people and a pram in a raised voice. She told jane i'm claustrophobic I can't have anyone in the lift with me Jane was asking if karen would please just let her into the very big lift So she didn't have to wait for it to go and come back but Karen wasn't having it and just kept repeating the I'm claustrophobic line over and over and told Jane to use the escalator instead. Jane gestured towards her leg and crutches and asked whether Karen did this in all lifts because there was no way she could get away with doing that every time someone got into a lift with her. When Jane started calling Karen out on this, Karen's story quickly changed to With everything going on, I'm worried about getting COVID. She said this without having a mask on to a woman wearing a mask while stood in an extremely busy shop By this point it would have been quicker for them to go down and send the lift back up one at a time Karen started shouting how do I know you don't have covid And jane just responded with a very calm. How do I know you don't have covid so karen yells? How do I know your leg is actually broken? Weird turn lady. Yes weird indeed What is that logic by this point there are around 10 people including me pretending to look through clothes racks Whilst we all actually just stared at what was going on. It's rude to stare I guess So you have to be polite when watching the drama finally about three different staff members appeared About five minutes after the commotion started and asked the woman to take two separate lift trips They let karen go down first because she was already in the lift Shame I heard jane saying to karen as she left and to the staff members This is how it's going to be for a long time. She needs to get used to it I imagine relating to covid and sharing spaces again I wish that something more was done But people kick off so much around here that you kind of just want them to get what they want and leave asap Everyone went back to their shopping after the women split up But I remember making eye contact with a maybe 16 year old boy who was also watching And we just burst out laughing in the middle of the shop yeah, not all that exciting, but I got a huge laugh out of it for a few days Yeah, not gonna lie guys I do kind of agree with op on this one that race probably was involved in some respect I mean first of all the fact that he's put it in the first place means that he definitely thinks it was involved and i'm inclined to Agree with him given he was there and secondly Did you see how karen was just going for every single excuse possible one second? It was that your legs not actually broken realistically none of those were the real excuse We don't really know what it was, but i'm inclined to believe that race unfortunately probably was one of the factors i mean that or she's just against disabled people it, whatever it is it's not great that's what i'm trying to get at as you see and on that point that op makes it would have been quicker for them to just go separately but for jane it's time for her to stand up for herself make a point saying look there is no reason you're not giving me any valid reason as to why i can't get in that lift with you you're in there with your pram me and my son i assume can just come in with you and yes it would have been faster to wait and just get a new one maybe she should have done that but also she's standing up for herself i've got no problem with with it and i think she did the right thing now moving on to our second story of today's episode and how about this for a title why wouldn't you donate your eggs to a good christian woman like me i had the trashiest week and of course it had to get even worse i am a dermatology resident and around a week ago i was working after hours at a cosmetic skin clinic We do cosmetic procedures like Botox and such. An entitled parent, a 48-year-old woman, enters and brings along her husband and teen daughter. One of the nurses approaches her and lets her know that only the one person who came to the appointment is allowed to come in, but she demands to bring both of them in with her because she is afraid of needles and she knows the owner of the skin clinic, so it should be all right. The nurse keeps trying to reason with her, but she dismisses it with a weird hand gesture and enters one of the consultation rooms. The clinic only opens when we have a couple of patients booked due to COVID. So we are currently understaffed My coworker and I look at each other and try to debate on who should go see her since in her booking She hasn't specified which doctor she previously consulted with after losing a game of rock paper scissors I dreadfully start getting masked to enter the room as I enter the room The entitled parent and her husband are in a heated fight on whether or not her lips are too big And the teenager is texting on her phone. I subtly clear my throat The woman finally shuts the f up and with her karen voice says you're not dr so-and-so i only trust dr so-and-so to touch my face i take a deep breath and say mrs ep when you book the appointment you have to mention which doctor you prefer to have since they only come in if they have patients lined up on that day she looks at me like and then insert weird emoji there After some back and forth of her demanding I call the owner and me letting her know I can reschedule her appointment for a later date with the doctor she prefers to have, she calms down and agrees to let me pump her face with more filler and Botox. We make casual conversation and the teen asks, why did you choose to become a skin doctor? To be honest, the answer actually is peer pressure and money, but I went ahead and explained that both my parents are doctors and growing up, they'd always push my siblings and I to become doctors too. Then I decided to get a low-stress job that gave me freedom outside of work and dermatology seemed to be the best option Now she seemed very interested and we kept chatting while her mother closely examined her face To check if she was content looking like a walmart kardashian or not All of a sudden the husband starts to ask more questions about my family where they work and if any of them were sick Which seems so odd So I just said no and continued talking to the daughter the entitled parents and husband start to whisper to each other While casually glancing at me as I wash my hands and get ready with the other procedure She came in for the entitled mum starts asking very odd and personal questions Which I dismissively answer with a word or two because at this point I was getting very uncomfortable And here it comes nothing in my life mentally prepared me for this Mrs. E.P. says her sister had an ovarian teratoma and had to get it laparoscopically removed. She'd always dreamed of having kids and was wondering if I could donate my eggs. I was shocked to say the least because I never imagined that a complete stranger would ask me for something like this. I told her i was sorry for her sister and that there were places where she can review a bunch of egg donors so she can carefully review and decide what kind of egg donor she most likely wanted to use she reassures me saying that her sister would for sure like me and since i'm from a family of doctors i have no diseases in my family and have great thick hair she says as she grabs my hair so she knows the child will be both smart and healthy i tell her i'm not interested in the offer and that i'm sure she could easily find a donor with even better qualities but she insisted i take her number and consider donating to a poor christian woman who loves children as much as she loves god I take the number so she just stopped talking about it and finally exit the room and the nurses take over. I immediately just throw the number away though and try to forget about this strange incident. Right then, yesterday, I get scheduled for a consultation with a woman called Megan, who's not a previous patient of mine, but has specifically requested for me which is odd since I hardly get any specific requests from patients to have me since I'm still a resident. Nevertheless, I go in for the consultation and to my horror, the same entitled parent and soon to be entitled parent, Megan approach me with a high pitched, hi doctor, how nice to see you again. Now this is when I knew I was going to have a nightmare consultation scheduled that I couldn't run away from. Megan is a 37 year old woman who claims to be a god-fearing housewife with a dream to mother a child And that her sister had filled her in on all details and even stalked me on facebook Finding my parents and sisters too. Before she keeps rambling on, I let her know that I have already told the woman that I am not interested in donating my eggs, and I ask her what she wanted to get done to her skin instead. She acts confused and tells me, But you would be doing a good deed by donating an egg to a woman who had ovaries ripped away from her body, and reminds me that as a doctor and a Christian myself, as she found out through my dad's Facebook page, I should be following the word of God and help her out look i've got nothing against donating eggs or sperm i actually think it's honorable to help someone in need to have a kid but i don't want children i don't know this woman and i'm not going through the whole procedure of extracting an egg for someone i hardly even know also i don't want a child of mine out there in the world i don't know it just doesn't sit right with me i let her know i have no desire to donate my eggs and suggest her a clinic that handles issues regarding infertility and such and ask her, again, what she came in for. They both look at me perplexed. They cannot believe a woman would not want to spread her legs, go through a painful procedure to extract an egg that is to be donated to a complete stranger. How can you say that? Aren't you a feminist? aren't you a doctor aren't you a christian where are your morals miss megan i don't personally know you this is a skin and cosmetic clinic if you need a consultation for infertility you should go to a fertility clinic i say as i start to stand up dr op you're not acting like a good christian woman would the entitled parent says and I just remind her that this is a place of business. And if she's not interested in a consultation for skin or cosmetic procedures, she can go ahead and leave. But she then starts yelling loudly, very unchristian words, letting me know that Satan will come for me because I've turned down God's will. I call my male nurse and he talks to her and lets her know she needs to leave the clinic immediately or police will be called. The entitled parent sisters leave as they curse me out. Isn't life great sometimes? Sorry, but that is an absolutely disgusting thing to do I mean first of all just randomly asking a stranger to donate their eggs is one thing stalking their dad's facebook page and the rest of their families That's another level but then trying to guilt trip op into donating eggs because of her religion or you know Trying to bring religion into it and and saying oh god will be ashamed of you satan's gonna come for you now That is a horrible horrible thing to do. Look who knows maybe op isn't as religious as her dad or maybe you know She's not even christian But what if she is what if saying these things is actually having an effect on op and making her rethink the whole situation You know preying on someone's religion to try and make them donate eggs and have a kid that they don't want like Are you serious? That is unbelievable church in the woods I grew up in ohio in the 70s and me and my childhood friend joe were outside all the time We could manage it Joe lived on a farm that bordered a pretty big forest, and my parents would drop me off in the morning and we'd stay in the woods all weekend. We'd only come out for school. We loved pretending we were frontiersmen. We'd build shelters, traps, practice making fire with sticks, the whole nine yards. When we got to be in high school, we got this notion to pull a Stand By Me. This was based on the movie of the same name that had just come out. The idea was that we'd walk the railroad tracks out in the country, But instead of looking for a dead body, we'd find cool bridges to fish from and camp a little ways off the track. Of course, we knew this was dangerous and we'd likely be trespassing, but we were kids. We had a lot of fun. We did find beautiful rivers. We discovered bridges no one went to. We fished, we hid from trains. At night, we camped in woods just near the tracks and made small hidden fires. Nothing bad ever happened. It was idyllic. In fact, it was so fun we did it multiple times. Never had a problem. After high school, me and Joe went our own ways. We both left home, but always stayed in touch and always tried to coordinate visits so we'd see each other occasionally. Well, one summer in the mid-90s, it worked out that we were both in town for about a week. We'd do stuff with family in the day, and at night, we'd either catch drinks at a bar or sit outside Joe's house around a fire and talk about the old days. One night, me and Joe got to talking about our Stand By Me trips. Well, nostalgia and beer are a hell of a mix. Soon, we decided to take a day, walk the rails, camp one night, and walk home. The day came. We started out early morning. We had my wife drop us off in our old spot where we used to start, right outside our hometown. She thought this was absolutely crazy and made sure to mention it. When she pulled away, Joe suggested that instead of walking the usual route, we'd take the opposite direction, just to be adventurous. We knew the land well. We had a map, so I gave her what the hell and off we set. The day went fine. It was fun and a little sad, but in a good way. We found a bridge and sat on the edge, smoked a joint and moved on. We had no fishing gear, but we brought some canned food and other stuff. Before night started to set in, we picked a spot to camp. It was a thick, forested area, trees on every side of the train tracks so you felt like you were in a tunnel. We brought small hammocks to sleep on, but before we set them up, we decided to do a little scouting of the perimeter. Now, this is what we used to do in the old days too. We'd walk the area around a little bit to make sure some dude's house wasn't just over a hill and we were actually camping in their yard. We walked maybe a hundred or so feet into the woods and up a small incline. We figured if we didn't see anything from on top of this short hill, we'd be fine. But when we got to the top, we saw an old building down at the bottom, about a hundred yards into the woods. It was barely visible. We pondered over what to do. We both assumed it was a sugar shack or something, because there didn't appear to be a clear road into it. From where we were, there didn't look to be anyone in it, either. All was quiet. No movement could be seen. No lights. We decided to walk a little closer, just to make sure. We came down the hill very slowly, and as we neared the building, we saw it wasn't a sugar shack at all. It was an old church. It looked like it had been abandoned for years. It was a squat, sagging building whose wooden planks were almost black from years of moss and rot. A cross still stood on top of the place, also weathered black. None of the windows were glass, and there were no doors, just open doorways. We got close enough to see inside. There were rows of pews and a built-up section in front for a preacher to stand. We didn't go all the way in, we didn't want to. Beyond all that, there was no sign of anyone else. No footprints, no paths, no roads. It was an abandoned church. We left immediately, and went back up the hill to our spot we had picked a camp. Having a hill between us and the church made us feel better, But, we were still a little uneasy. We chalked it up to the natural creepiness seeing a church in the middle of the woods would elicit. Besides, at this point it was dusk, and we just decided to rig up our hammocks and go to sleep and move on at early morning. Night set in, and as we lay in our hammocks about to fall asleep, we began to hear something in the direction of the church. Our conversation about it went a little like this. Do you hear that? What the F is that? It sounds like... people... singing. And it did sound just like singing. We both slid right out of our hammocks and hunkered down, straining to hear more. We listened for a minute or two, and the singing continued, but it wasn't getting louder. Finally, we decided to creep back up the hill and see if we could spy where the sound was coming from. We could still move very quietly in the woods from the old days. It was second nature to us. The moon was barely out, but it provided enough light so you wouldn't walk right into a tree. But it was near pitch black. We didn't use flashlights as we crept slowly up the hill and we didn't talk. When we got to the top, we saw light in the distance. It was coming from the church. And the singing was coming from inside. Joe and I put our heads close together and had a hushed conversation that boiled down to, Can you believe this? The light looked to be candlelight from the way it flickered. And though we tried we couldn't make out what was being sung it sounded like church music but in another language we sat and watched for a while trying to see who was in there but we only saw occasional shadows we had no intention of getting closer either we had about a football field length between us and we aimed to keep it that way the singing continued for a bit and then it stopped after that a booming male voice began to chant i was already freaked out but this voice thoroughly scared the poop out of me. It sounded like some Old Testament preacher you see in movies, but again, it was like he was speaking in a different language, because we couldn't understand a single word. Eventually, it got to where the single male voice would say something, and then a bunch of voices would answer in song. This lasted for a while, and then they all broke into this long, sustained wail that just kept getting louder. It got so loud and so disturbing that I covered my ears. Then it stopped. At this point, I was just getting ready to say, let's get the F out of here. When Joe put a hand on my shoulder and hissed, they're coming out. We were far enough away that we couldn't make them out really well. But what we could see was a line of figures walk out the open doorway, all holding hands in single file. We could see some of them had flashlights they began to sing again, and the light from the flashlights began to move towards us and the hill. We booked it back down to our campsite, grabbed our stuff, and ran to the tracks. Once there, we ran down the tracks in the direction we had come from. After a few minutes, we stopped and looked back. We saw lights coming down the hill. They were moving erratically, like whoever was holding them was shaking them. We continued to run in spurts and walk as fast as we could. We eventually stopped seeing the lights and came to a road. By our map, we knew a small town was about 15 minutes down it, and we walked there, got to a 24-hour gas station, and called my wife to come get us. My wife and other friends all just thought it was kids messing around, but I heard those voices, and they sure as hell didn't sound like kids to me. Not sure who those people were, but it was definitely the creepiest thing that happened to me out in the woods. And there we go, guys. That is the first r slash let's not meet story on this channel. Um, Let me know down below what you thought about it. In my opinion, I have absolutely no idea who those people were. They weren't there when these guys went there the first time, and all of a sudden, they appear out of nowhere. Nah, that's way too creepy for me. Comment down below, guys, if you have any idea as to who these people might have been. Personally, I have no idea and that scares me. Without further ado guys, let's move into our second story of this video. My brother saw a ghost as a kid. Two decades later, I realized what he actually saw. I was about seven years old, my brother about 10. It was well past our bedtime when our mum woke up off the couch to put us to bed. Our dad worked construction out of town back then, so it was often just us three at the house for weeks at a time. Up the stairs and to the immediate right was our parents' bedroom going left put you in the middle of a hallway. Taking another left down that hallway led to my brother's room. The opposite end was my room, which was also across the hall from our upstairs bathroom. At either end of the hallway are windowed doors we always kept locked and rarely used. The door on my end led to a balcony overlooking our front yard, and the door on my brother's end opened to our back porch. The house kind of leans into a small hill... My brother and mum both had a habit of waking up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. I only knew this because I was always a light sleeper, and they just couldn't help flushing with the door wide open. This night, however, my brother stopped on his way to his room, and came back towards the bathroom. I'm gonna try to pee before I go to bed. The past few nights, I've been too afraid to walk to the bathroom. I keep seeing a man wearing stripes at the end of the hallway. I don't know if my mum wrote it off as my brother telling ghost stories to try and scare me, or if she was already half asleep and didn't catch it, but she didn't react at all to my brother's confession. I, on the other hand, was terrified by it. The fear of seeing a ghost like that at the end of the hallway or through the windows is the reason I started running from the stairs to my bedroom at night. Years later, when I was about 18, my mum and I were having a conversation in her car about a dog we had for a very short time when I was little. We were sharing stories about Max's tendency towards destroying my shoes and other unruly behaviours, when my mum blurted out, Do you remember that time I opened the front doors for the cops and Max ran inside to the kitchen and started tearing open that big bag of dog food we had? This really caught me by surprise, because in all the years I lived in that house, we never once called the cops gun owner family in a quiet rural wv neighborhood etc i asked her what she was talking about and she looked equally surprised as if she would just revealed something by accident oh that's right i never told you because you were too young at the time one night i woke up hearing noises outside my window and when i looked i saw a man staring into my bedroom she went on to describe how turning on the lights caused him to take off running and how she grabbed my dad's pistol before calling the cops. I can't remember all the details I gave them when they showed up. Tall, white male, wearing a striped shirt and jeans, short dark hair, something like that. They said it matched the description of a man they were looking for in the area. It turns out he had escaped from jail on a murder charge. Now, I know it sounds so obvious hearing those two stories back to back, but it wasn't until a few years ago, in my mid-twenties, that I pieced together that my brother had unknowingly warned us about a murderer who spent multiple nights casing our home. Well guys, after reading those two stories, all I can say, I guess, is I hope you're not watching this video at night. Because if I was, I'm not sure I could sleep right now. Wow. Incredible. That last story, I I wonder how that shakes you up, you know? Hearing that a murderer who had escaped from prison was outside your house, casing your home for multiple days And you didn't really realize only your brother saw him oh my god it wasn't a ghost for all those years it was an actual real life murderer who'd escaped wow entitled parents gets gun drawn on her because she can't accept that times have changed i want to state clearly that this did not happen to me but to a friend in a state that has adopted a set of stand your ground laws This is posted with his explicit permission, though I will have to redact some details due to the still ongoing case. So, this friend of mine was out and about with his girlfriend shopping for groceries, clothes, and some new utensils. My friend and his girlfriend stop at a store to pick up some clothes, some for themselves and some for his girlfriend's niece who is all but two years old and is having her birthday in two days after finding the clothes that both him and his girlfriend want for themselves and his girlfriend's niece they were walking up to the checkouts when according to my friend they heard a woman screech you filthy harlots! you can't wear those kinds of clothes in public This made them both stop and turn around to see an obese middle-aged woman with the stereotypical karen haircut That was dragging along a poor kid who looked like he was wearing hand-me-downs from several generations before While the mother was wearing what appeared to be a fancy dress that looked horrible on her according to my friend She also had some jewelry and had enough makeup on her face to put a barbie doll that's been dunked in wax to shame Now my friend didn't like that this woman called his girlfriend a harlot The term harlot was common many many years ago and was used to describe women and was basically calling them You know filthy or prostitutes in a religious manner or context He simply said lady don't use that word to describe my girlfriend You shouldn't even be using that sort of language around your kid Besides what she decides to wear is her choice alone now kindly leave us alone the mother screeched I am a god-fearing, god-worshipping woman and your elder. You have to listen to me. My friend's girlfriend made the mistake of saying that they might have heard her out if she had been nice and calm about it and not yelling like a banshee on crack. This, not surprisingly, didn't sit well with the mother in the slightest, which then caused her to start shouting about how that as their superior and because they were younger than her and less disciplined than her, that they needed to listen to her and that her precious baby didn't deserve to see a trashy woman wearing trashy clothes and that they would taint his mind. This in turn annoyed both of them, but they decided to just drop the subject altogether instead of feeding fuel to the dumpster fire. They walk away after they heard the mother sputtering and yelling about how my friend's girlfriend was a bad influence to her precious child, and how they would both, and I quote from his account, be sent to hell one way or another. The last comments put him on edge, and rightly so. After checking out and with their cheerful mood dampened, they both were on their way to my friend's car. When they both heard, sweetie, get in the car. Mummy has some problems to deal with. They both rolled their eyes and continued on their way to my friend's car until they heard, I'll cut those clothes off you myself, you filthy sinners. This of course was said by that mother that they hoped they'd seen the last of. My friend turned around and saw the woman hobbling over with a knife in her hand with the blade flipped out yelling at them the whole time My friend immediately tells his girlfriend to call the police as he yells at her to stop walking towards them with the knife When she doesn't stop, he once again yells at her to stop and please put away the knife and that nobody has to get hurt When she still doesn't walk away My friend drew his concealed carry out from his waistband and once more shouts at the woman to just walk away And that he doesn't want to use his firearm. He borderline begged her not to make him have to pull the trigger that he didn't want her kid to lose his mother. The mother screeched that she would get him arrested for drawing a dangerous weapon on a law-abiding person that was doing God's work and quickly hobbled away, much to his relief. His girlfriend came out from behind a nearby car and handed the phone to him so he could explain what happened. He let the 911 operator know that he was a lawful concealed carrier and that he just drew his weapon on a person that wished him and his girlfriend bodily harm following the operator's instructions he described the time place and the vehicles that were around him and set his firearm on the trunk of his car and both him and his girlfriend stepped away from that trunk when the police arrived they detained my friend now detained does not mean arrest he was just put in the back of the cruiser while the police sorted things out no handcuffs were involved and no rights were read and they both gave the responding officers their side of the story and pointed out the security cameras outside. They confiscated my friend's firearm, a standard procedure for incidents like these, and asked them both to give a statement at the police station. They agreed and my friend was even complimented later by an officer for not being hasty and showing exceptional trigger discipline he has not gotten his firearm back and will most likely not receive it back until this whole case is sorted out but he then told me that losing his firearm for the time being is preferred over having to potentially kill someone over something as stupid as clothing i'll let you find folks know any updates that might happen if my friend is willing to talk about it Thanks for hearing me out if you listened to this entire event. I just really thought that this was a shiny example to what problems can happen when entitlements and what is probably mental health issues Mix and there we go. Wow. Fortunately, no one ended up getting hurt in this story But seriously, it didn't seem that far away. Did it this woman? Look, of course. I don't know her I wasn't there. I'm not gonna try and you know Guess or even give my opinion on whether she has mental health issues or not Maybe she does maybe she doesn't not really my place to say one thing for sure though Getting a knife out and threatening someone with that knife because you don't like what they're wearing that is weird. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that one. Um, not something I do myself and uh, to be honest I hate a lot of clothes. So, um, yeah, very very strange I mean to be fair guys if you saw me wearing this little I don't know even know what you call it like tie-dye shirt out in public and you hate a tie-dye Would you come up with a knife? That's a question for you comment down below All right, then moving on to our second story now Entitled neighbor thinks that my wife shouldn't be allowed out of the house I live in a very friendly community in sydney australia almost everyone knows everyone else and gets along really well We've been here for over 20 years now and I wouldn't live anywhere else now first off my wife is blind She's a bit famous both for being a successful medical practitioner in the area and because she's done a lot of public speaking on blindness And has actually been featured in a few ads with her guide dog around 10 years ago A new family moves in about 10 houses down from us It comprises an entitled mum with her three kids and a poor dad They obviously own the new franchise of a fairly well-known australian dessert chain as they have the company van in their driveway Whenever the hard-working dad happens to be home. I'm guessing I'm guessing he worked 13 to 15 hour days six to seven days a week The poor guy Now my wife likes to go for walks around the area with her guide dog It's her main form of exercise and a way for her to bump into and chat with members of the community Who know and like her at the time our daughter was still a baby and in a pram So my wife towed the pram behind her when she walked That was actually the subject of one of the ads that she was in as she walks past the new neighbor's house Their dog runs out and attacks her guide dog She was on her own but fortunately another neighbor saw it and pulled the dog away while she went home. Now she tells me about it, but we think, well, they're new here and maybe one of the kids let the dog out. It's illegal to actually have a dog off leash anywhere in public in Sydney, other than certain designated parks and beaches. But a couple of days later, the same thing happens again. This time the dog ran all the way to our house from theirs and attacked her dog. Fortunately, I heard her scream. I came out and dragged the dog off her. This time, I went over to the woman's house to complain about their dog. Hi there, I live up the road and your dog keeps attacking my wife's guide dog. Why is this my problem? Well, you realize that it's illegal for your dog to be outside your yard off lead, don't you? Well, my kids like playing at the front with the dog. Well, can you please get a gate? Like, your dog shouldn't be running loose on the road. Maybe your wife shouldn't be out loose on the road. Oh my god, she actually said that at this point. I realized that this was a waste of time So I returned home and we called the police remember wife blind well-known community member and very strict dog laws The police come over and we tell them the story They take notes and say that her actions constitute assault on my wife Not just breaking the law by letting their dog out. They asked if we would like to press charges We say no, but can you talk to her about not letting their dog out of the yard? They agree and say they'll further warn her that if they get another complaint of this sort The dog will be seized and euthanized We also have strict laws about vicious animals a few days later. My wife wants to go for another walk But she's still a bit shaken by the two attacks So she asked me to come with her as we walk past our entitled neighbor's house Her kids are in the front yard when they see us they immediately lie on the ground and play dead I noticed their mum watching and asked what is going on. She says, Well, if you're going to get our dog killed, you might as well get our kids killed as well. A few days later, our doorbell rings. I answer. And the man there introduces himself as the entitled neighbor's husband. He says that one of their direct neighbors saw what was going on with his wife, kids, and their dog. And told him about it. He apologized profusely for what his wife and children have been doing and says it will never happen again This dad seemed like a very nice if exhausted guy I told him that this is a close community and everyone likes to get along the dad replied that he could see that Flash forward to maybe two months later and we notice that the house is up for sale and we never see the company van in the driveway It turns out that these two were going through a divorce and had to sell the house after being there less than a year And the business to split things up now I'm not saying this incident with my wife caused the divorce, but i'm sure it contributed to it Unfortunately the dad working so hard all the time left his entitled wife to bring up three entitled kids they're gonna face some hard knocks in the future oh to be honest i feel terrible for this man like he's going off to work all day building a business you know making all the money for the family it sounds like and then it turns out that at home his horrible wife is raising their three kids in a pretty horrible entitled way what can you do like that is a tough situation to be fair um he did choose to marry her in the first place could have made a slightly better decision on that one my friend but in all seriousness uh yeah my heart goes out to you bro i hope you find a better wife sometime soon and Now moving on to our final story of today's episode guys a little warning before we get into it This is a very controversial one and heads up I'm gonna want to hear your comments down below about your thoughts on this story My entitled bratty friend thinks she doesn't have to get a job or contribute to her share of rent because of her anxiety She expects us to pay her way while she does nothing My friends and I are all moving out of our parents houses into an apartment on september the 8th There's four of us the apartment is about two hours away from where we currently live and is near our college We all agreed to split the cost of rent. This was months ago. We're all 19 to 20 by the way This is how irritating my friend is. She has really bad driving anxiety and doesn't have a job She's been sitting at home all summer doing nothing She applied for a job at the beginning of july to a place down the street from the apartment Her mum drove her to that interview and back. They offered her a position and gave her all the paperwork to fill out and fax it to them. She did that. Orientation was scheduled July 20th. She called and had the place reschedule it for August 7th because she couldn't find anyone to drive her there and she said she felt sick. She never went to that August orientation and pretty much ghosted the place. So that's out. That would have been perfect for her because all she would have to do is walk down the sidewalk Literally about a five to ten minute walk down the streets. This isn't the first job. She's flaked out on either It's always the driving anxiety excuse She has her license and has drove on the freeway many times though The rest of us have jobs The apartment has a pool and common areas that people hang out at She thinks she's just going to lounge at the pool all day meet cute guys make new friends and all that She's really excited to move in. That's what she told another roommate. I think she just doesn't want to work, but she needs to though because that was part of the deal You cover your share of the rent if she can't pay for her share of the rent Then she can't stay with us end of story. I thought the group was on board with that I mean She's had all summer to find a job and she keeps flaking on the ones that want to hire her because she has to drive there pretty soon it's gonna be time to move in and it's like if you think you're just gonna sit in the apartment all day taking online classes and then lounge by the pool you're sadly mistaken the rest of the group would love to do that but we need money to survive we told her she's gonna have to get over her driving anxiety and find a job or figure out a way to get money she got mad and started cussing us out saying we don't understand and it's not that easy to get a job We've even tried to help her apply for jobs and she screamed. I don't need your help. I'll figure it out myself I know her parents aren't willing to pay for her monthly rent, and boy are they eager for her to move out Probably because she mouths after them constantly My one roommate thinks we should cover september's rent for her and maybe she'll find a job once she's in the area But i'm not too hopeful on that I think if she isn't working somewhere by september the first then she can't move in end of story but that's just me. According to another roommate, I'm being too harsh and unsympathetic towards her. I should be willing to give her a chance to get a job before saying she can't live with us. All right, then guys, what do you think about this one? Now, I'll be completely honest, and this is a little behind the scenes insights I try not to read these stories in full before I read them out to you Obviously, I go through and check that they make sense that the story is, you know At least somewhat interesting and that it's well formatted, etc, etc And it's written in decent english, of course But I try not to read through the full story word for word So I don't really spoil my own reaction I kind of want it to seem as if i'm reacting to it whilst you're listening to it reacting to it for the first time In the same sort of way at the same time I think that makes it more engaging when I first saw the title of the story I thought it was all about her actual anxiety, you know, like an actual illness not just driving anxiety I thought it meant, you know anxiety as a whole So the fact that it is actually just driving anxiety that is causing her to not get a job and you know Making you think that she shouldn't stay there, etc, etc It has changed my opinion of what I originally thought at first I thought, you know, maybe your friend has really crippling anxiety She's trying to overcome it and when she overcomes it She'll get a job and and pay her rent and in that time But in the meantime and in between time you could help her out while she you know gets over that But actually no, it's it's not that it's just it just seems more like an excuse to me it seems like you're right. She doesn't want to work. She's just trying to like laze around and all that stuff. And actually, she's just using her driving anxiety as an excuse. Not saying it doesn't exist. I'm sure it does. But you don't have to drive to get a job. There are other ways of getting to your work. That's for sure. To be fair, um, I wouldn't be opposed if you guys all agreed on it to just paying her rent for one month. I doubt it would be loads of money if you all combine the other three roommates. But obviously, that's up to you. It's your money and rent is a serious thing. If someone is not paying their rent and looks like they're not going to pay their rent, no drama if you're not paying it for them that's kind of what i do as well to be fair i would give them one month you know thinking about it i give them one month and say you know what look we're your friends we're gonna give you one month of split rent and if you haven't paid or haven't got a job or haven't you know found anywhere making money after that time then you're done sorry i love you as a mate but come on this is money this is rent you gotta pay But listen guys, what do you think like comment down below would you reckon give them some more time give them no time at all? I don't know i'd lean towards being a little bit sympathetic just at first give them a chance Maybe they'll realize oh everyone else is paying for me. That's embarrassing I need to get off my butt and do something and then they'll do it who knows but if they don't start doing it Yeah, i'm out of there immediately comment down below. What do you think i'm interested to see your thoughts entitled mother wants to monitor 20 year old daughter's texts. I am 20 years old I moved out of my parents' house roughly two years ago, and I live in a house with two roommates. I am completely independent from my parents. I pay my rent for my house. I have my own medical insurance. I own my car and pay my own car insurance. I don't even have to ask mummy and daddy for grocery money. Both of my roommates and I each have our own pets. We've got three dogs and a cat amongst the three of us. We've had some conflict about the animals. I've been visiting my parents for about a month, so I've been keeping up pretty steady contact with the roomies through text. My mum started asking about what I was talking about with my roommates. She knows about the conflict, and I just described the conversation to get her on the same page. But apparently, that wasn't good enough. She asked to see the text between my roommates and I. She'd also asked to see my text a few nights before, And then she picked apart every word and made me feel terrible So I said no I told her she shouldn't have to see her 20 year old daughter's text to feel secure And that I was setting a boundary and wouldn't be showing her my text anymore at this point She started calling me immature ungrateful and secretive I'd been working remotely while visiting and was on the clock during this conversation So I just walked back to my desk My mum went up to her room slammed the door and started screaming at my dad. She's a child. She's an immature child over and over again Wow, what a wonderful start to today's entitled parents episode. Um, let me tell you My sister is 20 years old and if my mum from out of nowhere started demanding to see her text, Well, that would probably be world war three and i'd move out with immediate effects. effect Now moving on to our second entitled parents story Entitled dad threatens to beat me up because I charged his daughter for gas on a rental car long time lurker here I love reading all of these stories since I love watching entitled people get what they deserve. Who doesn't? After all of the things I've read, it got me thinking if I have any stories to share. And it turns out I have tons of great stories from the various places that I've worked. One place in particular was a national rental car chain where I have the best stories. Before working there, I thought the industry was just going to be full of business guys and vacationers, so I wouldn't really have to deal with much rubbish. Boy, was I young and dumb this particular branch was hit or miss some days. We would be crazy busy others We'd be so slow We would take out for oil changes just for the heck of it to give us something to do on one particular day Both my manager and assistant manager asked if they could go grab food for all of us and if I could man the shop everyone there was super chill even the managers So there was a lot of just chilling around. I of course agree and chill. Look at my phone when the office phone starts to ring It's some older gentleman who asked for me specifically speaking I say our conversation goes a little something like this. Is this op? Uh, yeah, how can I help but my daughter just returned a rental car at your location and I see a $25 fuel charge on there that shouldn't be I'm expecting a refund right now or i'll be giving corporate a call and maybe you'll listen to them I'm still keeping my call cool at this point. Not a problem, sir Um, let me check your file to verify that you didn't prepay for the fuel Let me put you on a quick hold the entitled dad starts screaming something along the lines of don't put me on hold No one puts me on hold beep goes on hold anyway I then check his file. The notes clearly say that fuel was declined and the customer signed a line stating that they agree to a $25 refueling fee if they don't return it with the amount of fuel that it was sent out with. Hi, sir, I say, I've reviewed your file and unfortunately I'm not able to issue a refund because your daughter agreed to pay the fuel charge if the vehicle wasn't returned at the level we sent it out at apologies for the inconvenience But we do make this clear to our customers since this is a common but understandable source of confusion Now had this guy started the convo off by not being a pos I would have easily given him his refund But I refused to let entitled mofos win what the f oh I see you just saw a young girl walk into your rental car place and you thought that you could scam her Well, how does it feel robbing a young girl of $25 i'll bet you have the money in your pocket right now Sir, unfortunately that is our policy. We do not scam our customers and clearly indicate what you will be paying for before the rental We also make sure to tell you how to avoid the fees in this case Our advice was not followed so we'll not be able to process a refund for you. Let me talk to a manager now Sorry, sir, they're not in the office right now But i'll tell you they will give you the same answer They should be back in about 20 to 30 minutes if you want to call back then again super chill managers So I knew I had nothing to worry about and that of course they would take my side. What the heck? No, some of us have things to do today. I don't want to spend my day at some rental car place You guys are scumbags. You know what i'm coming down there right now And i'm gonna have a little talk with you face to face. You're not gonna be so tough when I come down Sorry, he just said that some of us have things to do today Yeah, he's willing to come down to the car rental place makes a lot of sense Make it make sense, please now unfortunately at this moment all I could do was audibly laugh at this guy Which only made it worse. I'm looking forward to it, sir. You just think you're so tough, don't you? You've got no idea that people in high places that I know in this state. I now know your first and last name, buddy I wouldn't be laughing Sir, if you have any problem with me, I invite you to come down and resolve it in person I'll be here until 6 this evening. I'm coming right now, buddy. You think i'm not serious? All right, then see you soon and I hang up about 20 minutes later My manager gets back and I tell him what happened My manager burst out laughing and just said can we hear we went back and listened to the recording and both my manager and assistant Were just dying laughing were you just threatened over $25? Apparently, I joked. We all shared a good laugh and honestly forgot about it for the rest of the afternoon until I saw a car pull up and I saw a familiar girl get out of the car with what looked like her mum. Guess who? It was the entitled dad's daughter and her mum. I peered into the car to see that entitled dad pouting in the passenger seat. He looked like a child that was told no for the first time. The best part is he threatened me and then wouldn't even get out of the car to face me himself. He sends his wife and daughter in to do his dirty work This should give you some indication about the type of guy we're dealing with here The entitled mum walks in with the entitled daughter and starts screaming berating my assistant manager Your employee needs to be fired. He scammed my daughter out of money and we want it back Mom opie already explained to you why we can't do that. I'll give you two choices You can leave now on your own or I can call the police and they can tell you to leave up to you okay then f you we're never using this rental car place again i can't wait until we call corpora and tell them all about this little incident she furiously leaves the shop and goes back to her car this is where the most amazing thing happened and made me believe in karma she was so angry and flustered as she was backing out that she slammed into the back of my assistant manager's car smashing the bumper easily a total loss for a car of that age and value My assistant manager runs out to inspect the damage only to find nothing on his car Not even a single scratch the entitled parents and their daughter all had to wait for a tow truck to arrive in our parking lot And it was amazing to watch the look on their faces while they dealt with the side effects of their trashiness As if that wasn't enough want to know what the best part was two weeks later I get a call from that same entitled dad asking if we had any rental cars available it was hilarious how he tried to act as if nothing had happened and returned after he vowed he wouldn't he actually rented fairly regularly after that during my time there and we never had another issue with him he was even pleasant on some occasions This experience must have been humbling for him. Anyway, that's my story. I hope you guys enjoyed it. As I'm thinking about my past, I realized that I've actually got plenty of stories. So if you guys like this one and want to hear more, I'd appreciate the positive feedback. I want to hear more immediately, sir. Well then guys, if you do want to see more from OP, um, to be fair, great story, well written. I loved reading it. Uh, Do comment down below that you want to see more and drop a like on this video so that I know to look out for more stories from this man. Speaking of men, it's actually very funny. It's almost confusing, right? This entitled dad was like so mental. He just went crazy, shouting at people for no reason, demanding a massive $25 refund. And then after this huge debacle, you know, where their car gets totaled, he's like, actually I've learned my lesson here. And now that we no longer have a car, I'm gonna need another rental car. So, um, if you take me back guys at the rental place, uh, yeah I'll go back to being a normal customer who doesn't shout and abuse people Cheers, I mean it would have been better if he didn't do all that abusing in the first place But anyway, at least he got to some form of solid conclusion. I don't know All right, then story number three random butthole thinks he's entitled to my medical history I want to preface this by saying that it's appallingly common for disabled people to be asked personal medical questions by total strangers And that nothing about that is okay just don't do that like ever far too many able people seem to think that being disabled in public means that my life story is public property and it makes going anywhere far more stressful and tiring than it should be to anyone who does this your curiosity does not justify or excuse your rude invasive questions regardless of your intentions one in four people has a disability Disabilities and disabled people are normal and i'm sick to death of being treated like a sideshow curiosity Now with that context in mind I'm sure you won't be surprised to know that i'd absolutely zero patience for today's entitled butthole's accusational nosiness I was in a pharmacy with my walking cane And as the person being served before me was taking some time I went to sit down in one of the chairs they have for people waiting on prescriptions I dropped mine off earlier in the day So I was only there for pickup as i had been standing around i'd noticed an elderly man can't have been younger than 75 on a mobility scooter scrutinizing me when i sat down he drove his scooter over to me and without so much as a hi, he asked what's a healthy young thing like you doing with one of those gesturing at my cane his tone was actually accusational and full of suspicion as i said this is something that most disabled people often have to deal with and that goes triple for young disabled people so many older people seem to think that young people just can't be disabled, I guess. It makes zero goddamn sense, but whatever. My point is that after years of experience, I've got a list of well-rehearsed responses to draw from. So without missing a beat, I told him, my medical history is none of your business. He seemed pretty taken aback and scoffed saying, I was only asking, there's no need to be so rude. Again, having been here before, I said, no you asking a total stranger invasive questions about their personal medical situation that's rude me declining to answer is not it's called having reasonable boundaries he scoffed again and glared at me for a bit seemingly unable to think of a comeback But then he did the thing that prompted me to post this otherwise run-of-the-mill encounter here While maintaining eye contact and glaring daggers at me He slowly reversed his scooter beeping all the way back towards the far end of the front counter Where he'd been to start with only he bumped into the woman who'd been ahead of me on route Ruining his bizarrely dramatic exits and sparking an entirely separate argument It was honestly farcical not much happened after that his prescriptions were ready first but this guy insisted on glaring at me the entire god dang time of course i gave him a wave as he departed and he flushed red with rage but said nothing moral of the story disabled people don't owe you anything leave us the heck alone and for crying out loud Don't ask us personal questions like you're entitled to our medical histories Now look i'm not the sort of person that would randomly go up to a disabled person and ask them how they got their disability That is very rude But even me knowing that i'd never do that It's still important to hear from a disabled person how annoying that can be I mean, maybe you're with your mate or you know a family member and they do it and you think about this story and you think You know what i'm gonna intervene here and tell my friend relative whatever to not ask these horribly intrusive Personal questions that they have absolutely no business of knowing also with the paralympics on at the moment i thought i'd bring you guys a story to help raise a little bit of awareness among our small you know viewership community about disabled people and and how they feel when they get asked very personal questions look i imagine some of you watching right now are disabled comment down below is it very annoying i imagine it is and now moving on to our final story of today's episode lady gets mad because i'm speaking norwegian to a tour group in norway First of all, I think my English is pretty good for it being my second language, but I still may make mistakes Second, this took place a couple of years ago So my memory and translations may not be exact, but you should get the general idea And thirdly, all conversations are translated to English, especially the ones between the director and me Background and story About two years ago, when I was in university, before the virus, I worked as a tour guide in Oslo during summers. We would take groups out on a bus through the city, then get on a boat and continue the tour from there. When the group first formed, I would ask if there were any English speakers who didn't understand Norwegian. If there were... I would conduct the tour in norwegian first then give the english equivalents if there weren't i would just do the whole thing in norwegian but also point out in english we all speak english right that there was an audio system they could listen to in multiple languages so germans could hear it in german french people in french etc i think there are about 10 different languages in all to choose from I eventually learned how to say each language we offered in their native language and then motioned to the headphones and guide in front of them that said how to turn the audio to their preferred language so i asked my group and a few people raised their hands i don't recall if this lady was one of them so the tour started and i would point out the sites and describe them in norwegian then english However, as I was giving the norwegian explanation this lady would yell out English after a couple times I finally stopped myself and said in a minute Please wait though. I'd already spoken english on the trip including the opening talk This woman though continued through the entire tour though This was not a supper cruise which we had in the evenings. We still had a waitstaff that circulated around And got people snacks and drinks. They normally ask first in norwegian what people want then switch to english Or in some cases swedish or german until they learned which language went with which customer When they got to this lady, she gave her order and then said make the guide speak english Me and my kids can't understand her when they pointed out that I was speaking english after the norwegian She said how do I know she's saying the same thing though? She should just speak english the whole time the next day my director I don't know the exact translation of his title called me to his office before I began my first outing of the day And said that he had received a comment card about me not speaking English and that this had ruined the tour for a woman and her kids He asked me if this was true And I said, no, I spoke both Norwegian and English on the trip after I found out there were some non-Norwegian speakers. Since the tour for the day hadn't gone out yet, I got two servers, including the one who had served them, who came up and verified that I had spoken in both languages. My director just shook his head, tore up the comment card, and told me to move on with my day. I wish I'd gotten the chance to have a direct confrontation with this lady. Many people would stop and thank me or ask questions as they left the boat at the end of the tour. But this lady was not one of them. She just resorted to speaking badly about me on a comment card. Oh, look, I'm not positive it was her, but the clues all point in her direction. So that is the story of how I got in trouble for not speaking English in Norway. Again, I'm sorry for grammar mistakes and thanks for reading. Pretty sure there was zero gram mistakes in this entire piece And that is a point that i'm going to touch on right now Alright, guys, some of you may know if you've been on my channel for a long time now that I actually went to norway I think it was two or three years. Well, it can't have been three years ago two years ago Um, I might put a picture up right now and uh, yeah, I think it was actually before covid well No, it definitely was so yeah about two years ago I went to norway and of course as you can probably imagine I speak no norwegian what a massive shock However, because of the way the world works, I guess or just these people being very very selfless People in norway are taught english at school and pretty much everyone that you'll come across in Norway speaks English. It's pretty incredible, to be honest. So that meant that when I went there and I knew I could speak no Norwegian in Norway, I was really fortunate that Norwegian people could speak English so I could at least interact with them. I felt very guilty, to be honest. I knew none of their language. They knew everything of my language. And like OP right here, they speak it really well, write it really well. Their grammar is perfect. And to be honest, a lot of foreigners grammar with English and their, you know, general dialect is actually a lot better than a lot of English people. Um, sorry to say, that but it is true the point is this woman should be grateful that this norwegian person in norway can even speak english in the first place like that's the point why why should she speak english to you that's a real question you know none of her language why should she know yours you're just being an absolute ignorant pig that's my opinion you should feel lucky and fortunate that you don't have to spend years of your life and time learning someone else's language because they've put in the hard work and learnt yours crazy i know entitled facebook parents demands library removes all mentions of the lgbtq community this text shown below was taken from a facebook post which i came across moments ago and immediately thought of this subreddit enjoy so here is the beginning of the post am i being paranoid this was supposed to be a post about a wonderful new library that we found on our way back home from school instead this is a call for help More than ever, we need to protect our children from this evil indoctrination. Let me give you a little background. You probably all know how much we love libraries and books. With that being said, when we learned that the brand new West Perry Library finally opened their doors, we immediately headed over there. We found this awesome, almost magical place with a huge children's section. It is amazing. The kids just went crazy over the beautiful furniture the toys the decoration and of course the crazy amount of colorful children's books we started going there almost every day they no longer wanted to go to our other favorite places no more playgrounds pools other libraries or even the museum all they wanted to do is go to the new library but my excitement died quickly Now I'm horrified and deeply upset. I want you to take a look at all the rainbow books that we have found in this magical place. Tons and tons of these materials, they are everywhere. In the kids section, in every bookshelf, even the baby shelves, the teen section, adult section, Spanish section, there's even a designated section for LGBTQ teens. Am I going crazy? Am I being paranoid? Do you see what I see? Are you concerned too? Please tell me this is not normal. We've been to other libraries, even during Pride Month, and we've never seen so many books normalizing this lifestyle, never. Dear rainbow people, as my kids respectfully call you, isn't your sexuality something private that you're free to live in your own terms behind your door? Why are you trying to impose this on my children? Why? Dear concerned parents, Please help me call this library or your local one if you've seen these books on every shelf as well Help me make a respectful request to withdraw this material from our kids reach Us parents should be the sole educators of our kids in this important matter and not beautiful colorful Innocent books from our public libraries. That is not what our tax money should be used for And that was the end of the facebook post. Oh my days What a roller coaster as you can imagine the replies were not what the person expected And the page has given up responding to any comments that are posted There are many other entitled posts on their page as well as many homophobic ones Let me know if you'd like to see any more. Like, honestly, what am I even supposed to say to this one? Seriously. Like, there's nothing that I can even say. It's the the most stupid stuff I've ever read in my life. It is so dumb. On a public platform to write that, like, to believe it is one thing to write that as your views and expect other people to agree with you and say yeah you're so right let's get rid of the rainbow books are you dumb well clearly you are it's unbelievable it really really is okay look it's actually a great comment i'm just going down the comments of this post librarian here i've always said a good library has something to offend everyone everyone has the right to read what they want and no one has the right to tell someone what they can't read true a library's got something to offer everyone and a library's also got something to offend anyone because you know it does offer something to everyone and obviously not everyone's gonna like everything in a library obviously geez don't go putting it on facebook though you idiots now moving on to our next post entitled parent steals my badge and risks jail time over a gallon of milk Alright, so maybe it's cliche, but let me start by saying that i've been a longtime lurker and literally never expected something like this to happen to me I regularly giggle to myself about how exaggerated or made up the stories on here are because no one actually acts like this, right? Well, apparently I was very mistaken about just how entitled people can be because this story happened to me yesterday Please enjoy a little background to start off I started a new job with the county about a month ago. I was hired to be a juvenile correctional specialist It's not a glamorous job, but I absolutely make sure my clients are safe Afforded every right they're entitled to and I treat them with respect and dignity that being said I don't live in a gray area and my uniform looks a lot like a police officer's uniform So I never wear it outside of work if I can help it Just because I don't want to deal with potential issues Which seems to be the right call after this incident It is also important to note that during my orientation My training officer spent a literal hour Explaining the many ways that are appropriate and inappropriate when it comes to representing oneself For instance in our county i'm considered and therefore legally allowed Allowed to refer to myself as an officer of the peace an officer of the county an officer of the court and a correctional officer at no point and for no reason am i ever legally allowed to represent myself as or even imply that i am an officer of the law a police officer or any other title of that nature if someone assumes i am a cop i legally have to correct them or i could potentially lose my job be fined or even be arrested based on the situation. I will point out however that my uniform and badge carry the same legal obligations and repercussions when it comes to damage theft etc because it's all considered county property so yesterday i get done working a double and get ready to leave work i hadn't expected the forced overtime so i hadn't checked the weather for the evening shift lo and behold i had left my windows cracked through a rainstorm and my extra shirt and jacket had gotten soaked This would have been fine because it was dark. So I wasn't worried about someone seeing me go from my car to my house, but we were out of milk and I really needed to stop at the mart of walls. Normally, I just take off my uniform shirt and badge and throw on my extra shirt. But I didn't really feel like donning a soggy top or going into the store in the tank top I wear under my uniform shirts. Plus it was 50 minutes till close and I was just running in and out. So what's the worst that could happen? famous last question right there i ran in grabbed the milk grabbed some ice cream because why not and headed to self-checkout the line was pretty long and wrapped around towards the entrance so i was in a random entitled lady's direct line of sight when she stepped through the doors now while she didn't fit the mold of the traditional karen i think she still counts she was an older woman probably in her 50s in heels and a rather low-cut sundress fake tan fake hair and clearly fake boobs I caught her making a beeline straight for me in my periphery and continued staring straight forward because something about her seemed a little off. Maybe it was the odd gait with the slight stumble every few steps, or the fact that she was kind of mumbling to herself, but I had a feeling she was under the influence of something. She got about 5 feet away and I could smell the alcohol emanating from her. She then reached out and firmly tapped my shoulder. The following is our conversation, nearly word for word as best as i can remember excuse me i'm so glad i made it before they closed that's great i say continuing to stare forward attempting to ignore this woman well i just came in because i really need milk for my kids breakfast tomorrow uh do you think you could help me out a bit Sure the milk is on the wall at the back of the store Just head straight back down that main aisle and you'll walk straight into the dairy section She looks at me dumbly for several seconds. Well, that's not really what I meant You see I noticed that you have the same kind of milk that my family drinks So I thought maybe you could let me have it that way I can get home to my kids sooner You know what i'm very tempted to go and down a beer so I can enact this woman better But i'm not going to do it. No, thank you. I'm good wait what does that mean i can't have the milk that is correct you can take three minutes to walk back and get your own milk just like i did that's how groceries work Again, she stares at me for several moments trying to process the situation through the haze of intoxication Uh, You are being incredibly rude and you shouldn't even be in here How do you figure that well? My tax dollars aren't supposed to be paying for the police to go shopping while on duty Now give me that milk and I want your badge number so that I can talk to your superiors about your inappropriate behavior mom, I am not a police officer and I am not on duty I just happened to be coming home from work and I still have my uniform on The woman then started to shriek and attract attention. You're obviously lying. I can see your badge right there I won't let you get away with lying just to protect your job At this point she begins to claw at the badge shaped patch that is sewn onto the upper right shoulder of my uniform shirt Not wanting to escalate things further. I took a step back and grabbed my real badge to show her Now it's not like a metal badge or a jacketed id like cops or detectives carry It's literally just a laminated card in a clear pouch attached to a retractable clip on my belt The pocket also contains my electronic access card to the jail itself the whole jail not just the juvenile side which was about to become a huge deal i hold up my badge and show her see how it says correction specialist not police officer bold as anything this crazy drunk reaches out snatches my badge out of my hands and rips it off my belt Now at this point the bystanders that had been nervously standing and muttering amongst themselves went silent Because like most sane and rational human beings They realized that it's never a good idea to take the badge of someone in a uniform whether they're a cop or not I myself took a moment to respond because I truly could not understand the idiocy of stealing anything Let alone a badge over a gallon of milk I would have been within my rights to grab her and force her to give it back But again i didn't want things getting out of hand so i decided to reason with her mom i don't think you realize the consequences of what you've just done that is the badge of a county officer and stealing one is a misdemeanor if you're lucky however behind that badge is my swipe card for the jail you've literally just stolen a key to the county jail which is a felony with a potential 10-year sentence this is absolutely true by the way i think you should probably hand it back to me right now because i don't think a gallon of milk is really worth a decade of your life The entitled woman now starts to look a little nervous That's not what i meant to do She looks at the bystanders for support But you guys saw how she was being rude to me, right? I was just trying to get her information and she wouldn't give it to me. I didn't do anything wrong, right? Unbeknownst to either of us one of the customers ahead of us was either an off-duty cop or retired I couldn't tell which he piped up with mom i do as the officer suggests if i were you i can't slap cuffs on you right now but i've got a few guys on speed dial that would happily do it for me And since they patrol this area, i'd say you've only got a couple of minutes to make your choice And with that he pulled out his phone and started swiping. Wait, sorry So this guy just went on tinder randomly. Um, I thought he was gonna call his police mates, but swiping Hey, uh, hopefully he found someone to match with I don't know all the color drained out of the entitled parents face And she basically flung my badge at me as she jerkily rushed out of the store Ranting, mumbling loudly, something about how it was just a goddamn gallon of milk. I thanked the older guy and told him not to bother calling anyone. Everyone got through the checkout like responsible adult human beings, and I got to go home and enjoy my ice cream, having learned that I should really just do my shopping on my days off. Wow, um, a Karen plus alcohol is a deadly combination. I mean, look, you thought entitled people were bad. Give them a bit of alcohol as well, and wow, that's another level. Um, incredible. By the way, guys, comment down below. What did you think of my, um, drunk entitled Karen impression? Was it good? I, I can't say it's based of experience, but I thought I'd just, you know, try and slow my words a little bit. Let me know if it was good or not, or just sounded like I was about to have a stroke it's either the two let me know down below as for this story in particular i mean again what can i really say apart from like you just don't do that you just don't steal someone's badge it also doesn't even matter like what it is of theirs don't steal anything from anyone why is she trying to take your badge off you i don't get it i really really don't now i do agree with her obviously she wasn't trying to steal your jail key card but still don't steal anyone from anyone ever what's the point what are you gonna gain are you gonna try and sell the badge on ebay what's the point i don't get it wait sorry i've just clocked did this post say at the end that she got back in her car hey sorry she jerkily rushed out of the store did she get back in her car she must have driven to the store right i assume this happened in america normally people drive to stores do they not you know to put your grocery away when you're finished with it otherwise, otherwise just walking home right did she get back in her car if she did that's a dui right there i can't work it out from the post it's annoying I can't, OP hasn't said it, but if she got back in her car, wow. Entitled parents want me to fake my vaccination card. I am an 18 year old woman and I still live with my parents who are anti-vaxxers and since the pandemic, also covid idiots. In my country, they are called quardenka. My mum is especially against all COVID restrictions. She doesn't believe that COVID is dangerous and she thinks that the government only wants to control and kill us she said repeatedly that we're living in a dictatorship and that the vaccine is going to kill us all. Also, since the pandemic, she's started on various protests and is heavily active in conspiracy groups on Telegram, Facebook, etc. What a woman! Now, my father isn't as extreme as her. But he also believes that the vaccine is going to harm us because there hasn't been enough research yet In my country, I have to be tested nearly every day in school in order to avoid infections and online school So does my brother who is an 18 year old My father also has to be tested every day at his workplace And if anyone is covid positive, all of us will have to quarantine for two weeks If you're working, you don't get paid during this period of time. This could be avoided if you get the vaccine. We wouldn't have to be tested regularly and we wouldn't be quarantined if anyone in our class or family member has COVID. That's the initial situation of my story the father of my best friend is a doctor and also an anti-vaxxer He is allowed to vaccinate patients But he just uses it as an excuse to fake vaccinate himself and his family That's his daughter son and wife. My family is really close to his I've been friends with his daughter since elementary school and we live in the same neighborhood He knows that my parents are also anti-vaxxers and he made an offer to my mother approximately two months ago. He would also fake vaccinate us, my parents, my brother, and me. Oh my god, you're telling me a doctor is giving out fake vaccines. What? is going on now my mother has been afraid that i'm going to get vaccinated because i don't believe in all this bs about the government and covid i think covid is dangerous and deadly she knows my opinion and is deeply afraid that i will get killed because of the vaccine as soon as i turn 18 guess what one week after my birthday i got vaccinated without them knowing Two months ago, she told me about the doctor's offer, and I clearly declined. Back then, I was still 17. It is a crime. In bad cases, you have to go to jail for five years, and I don't want to affect innocent people because I'm not really vaccinated. I said all of this to her, and at first, she tried to make me feel guilty. She wouldn't be afraid anymore that I got vaccinated, she's done so much for us, etc., but I still declined. She hasn't brought it up since then one week ago. My parents wanted to talk to me and my brother in private They shut down the internet and brought our mobiles into a different room I immediately knew what they wanted from us Apparently my mother told my father about the doctor's offer because he has enormous pressure at his workplace getting tested every day, the risk of being positive and quarantining for two weeks without payments. My father told us about his problems at work and said that it would be disastrous for us, me and my brother, if he tested positive, because both of us are going to be graduating this year and missing two weeks of school is really bad. I just thought he was going to tell us about the offer and leave the decision up to us, but I thought wrong." He and my mother decided that either the whole family is going to get fake vaccinated or nobody is. I understand that my father is under enormous pressure and I wouldn't say anything if he does accept the offer, but he said he won't do it if any of us decide against it. The problem is that he really wants to do it. I said again that I won't accept that offer, but I also won't stop them. Now the fun begins. He started to blame me because now he wouldn't be able to do it. He said that we will do it as family, but is angry that i'm against it He's decided that he can also decide to just do it with my brother I didn't agree with his decision in the first place at that moment. He's shouting at me trying to guilt trap me I just wanted to go and said I was going to think about it four days ago That's three days after the first conversation. I told my mother that I still won't do it During dinner. My father brought the topic up again I still declined and told them they can do it without me. He didn't accept my answer. He started shouting again and also insulted me. How dumb I am, how stubborn, and that I think I'm so much better than them. He said he was disappointed in me because he thought that I was smarter than that, etc. That hurt me. I don't think I'm dumb. I'm one of the best of my class and I'm currently doing the German version of A-levels. And I absolutely don't think I'm something better than my parents. I just don't agree with them. After that, he started to have some kind of breakdown, I think. He started crying and saying that he was worried that he wouldn't be able to provide for us anymore if he gets quarantined, because he won't get paid during this period of time. He admitted that he is putting enormous pressure on me, but he doesn't care. You have to know that I quickly have a remorse for the simplest things just when i think about hurting the feelings of others especially my family members and making them feel anxious bad etc my conscience intervenes now my father is telling me that i could take away his and my mother's fear if i do what they want me to do but i still refused this caused a major feeling of guilt and remorse in me since he started insulting me i hadn't said anything and his reproach made me feel so bad i nearly started crying After that, I got up, went to my room, and cried. My feelings were so mixed up. I've got a strong sense of justice, but I felt so guilty and also so betrayed. As soon as I won't dance after the tune of my parents, they start to insult and guilt trap me. Needless to say, I didn't sleep well that night. Since then, my mother hasn't brought this topic up again, but my father won't speak to me. He's ignoring me, giving me the silent treatment but i have to admit that i don't really care anymore i don't know what he's gonna do and i also don't understand why i've got to be a part of all this it's my decision he can decide differently if he wants to but i know that if i give in they'll use this method every time i say no to something This is the first time that I do something against the will of my parents and my behavior in this situation will determine how they treat me and my decisions in future. Just to clarify, my parents don't know that I am already vaccinated, but my friend told me her father, that's the doctor, would cover up for me and wouldn't tell my parents anything. First of all, OP, fair play to you for getting your actual vaccine and not listening to your, honestly, pretty dumb parents. Look, I get it. Some people don't wanna get the vaccine. Fine, it's not ideal, obviously, but it's their choice. But whatever you do, don't get a fake vaccine and put everyone else in danger from a doctor who, for some reason, is willing to risk prison time. What is going on there? Seriously, if the dad feels so much pressure to get vaccinated, I have an amazing solution for him. Just get the vaccine bro. It's not that hard. You absolute freak and now moving on to our second story Karen thinks she owns the sidewalk because she didn't train her dogs I used to have a leash trained cat named eva who loved going on walks I would take her to this nice little trail that looped around a pond, but only had street parking. So I would have to park my car a little up the street and walk maybe 60 feet on the sidewalk to reach the beginning of the path. I was leaving the path and we were on the sidewalk heading back to my car when this happened. When we turned off the path to the sidewalk, I spot an entitled lady walking two golden retrievers heading towards us. Since Eva didn't give a dang about being around well-behaved dogs, we continued walking in her direction to my car. We were about 80 feet away when the dogs noticed Eva and they start going nuts. They were barking, pulling at their leashes and trying to lunge forward to get at her. The entitled lady wasn't doing anything to try and control the dogs. She didn't try and moving them off to the side, shortening their leash, telling them to stop, anything. Instead, she let them pull her towards us and even started doing a little trot to let them run at us. I have Eva heal and stay near my feet so I can pick her up just in case. They get closer and she's still not doing a dang thing to hinder them. So I move off the sidewalk and into the streets. She then began letting them off the sidewalk to angle towards us. At that point, they're almost on us. So I scoop up Eva. Only then when they're snarling and lunging at me, does the entitled lady try and control them and hold them back. I was trying to get the frick out of there when the shrill harpy decided to open her gaping maw and yell Leave you can't be here. What the heck did you just say? You can't have your cat here I was already walking away from her But then the lady turned around and let the dogs follow after me to continue trying to attack us this was all yelled at my back as i tried to get eva to the safety of my car but this is public property no this is where i walk my dogs and this is where i walk my cats i have my cat in the car at this point and i'm yelling this through a cracked window while her dogs are jumping at the side of my car still trying to attack us illegally you can't have her here what the heck are you talking about your cats hurt dogs you can't be here don't come back the rest of our exchange was her trying to say that it was illegal for me to walk either there because it excited dogs. And she'd walked her dogs there for years and she lived nearby, so it was her sidewalk. By saying my cat hurt dogs, she was referring to the strain the collar put on their necks when she was holding them back from attacking us. She said she would call the cops on me for walking my cat. And I told her to go ahead and call them so I could report her dogs for being aggressive. That stopped her for a second but as i was driving she was screaming threats at me about bringing my cat back not gonna lie i'm petty for the rest of my time living in that crummy town whenever i passed her walking her dogs i'd slow my car down honk my horn and set the dogs off and then flip her off and set her off It always gave me a smile to see her getting yanked around by her goldens while screaming at the top of her lungs Yeah, probably some of the dumbest logic i've ever heard there My dogs are attacking your cat pulling on their lead and therefore your cat's hurting my dog. I mean make it make sense What is that? Seriously, go back to school get an education you clown I don't even know too much about dogs But I thought that golden retrievers are some of the easiest dogs to train I guess that just shows that this karen is negligent doesn't really care thinks everyone else should pander to her Just go away and now for our final story of today's episode Mum invites herself to my graduation grandfather's girlfriend tells me to uninvite her This will be a pretty mild story, but i'm still mad about it So now i'm making it the internet's problem and amusements for some backstory a few years back My house had gotten foreclosured on because of my parents questionable financial decisions I was too young at the time to fully understand the situation But I can tell you that my mother rarely decided to have a job so after the foreclosure my older sister who's nine years older than me was gracious enough to let me my mother my father and my brother move into her basement rent free on the condition that my mother get a job and we get an apartment or find somewhere else within six months if i recall correctly Mum stayed six months my father and i stayed eight months and my brother is still there but now pays rent why did my mother stay six and my father and i stay eight well, because at some point my mother decided that was the best time to separate from my father She came into the basement gathered me my father and my brother and announced that she was leaving because Your father is worthless a lost cause and also op your brother is useless and lazy This coming from the woman who sat at home and cross-stitched all day never helping her children with school driving or getting jobs and yet off she went to go and live with her co-worker. So within the next few months my father scrounged up a bit of money by taking extra runs at work as a truck driver and getting help from his father and the two of us moved to another state in an apartment close to his father. I went back to school and honestly did better there in that one year and a half than I'd ever done with my old school. Why? Because my grandfather's girlfriend had talked to a friend of hers and talked her into tutoring me. For one thing, I have undiagnosed ADHD. And because of this, I have a huge difficulty focusing and retaining information. But I did it. I graduated a year and a half late, but I did it. Now I had to make a decision. Did I want to invite my mother to the graduation? Did I want her to be there for this milestone of my life that she not only didn't help with, but almost stopped me from reaching because of her unwillingness to be a parent? Well, fortunately for me, I didn't have to make the decision. She decided that she was invited without asking by asking me what day the graduation was so she could schedule her vacation days. Without answering her, I went right to my father and asked what he thought how did he feel about her coming was he going to be okay with her staying for a few days he was pretty emotionally messed up after she decided to abandon us the way she did but he insisted it was fine and tried to make sure that i was okay with it now i didn't really have enough of a backbone to tell her how i really felt so i just told her the day i was graduating and kind of left it at that i was pretty annoyed that she felt entitled to come to my graduation but I didn't want to fight about it. While at my tutor's house with my grandfather to work on some stuff, graduation comes up and I tell them that, yeah, my mother is coming. They both have some feelings about it because they know the history, but ultimately it's my decision and they leave it alone. However, then my grandfather told his girlfriend when he went back to his house to pick up some tools. So his girlfriend then calls me and decides to give me her two cents, Mind you, I have known this woman for less than a year and in that period of time She's asserted herself to be a strong-willed woman who absolutely does not approve of my lifestyle And has tried to change several things about me. Her two cents are essentially your mother is coming Why what does your father think? No, really? What does your father think? Are you sure? What do you think? What does he think? I think you should uninvite her for his sake. You need to uninvite her I'm still pretty spineless But I managed to stand my ground enough to tell her that my graduation is my event and I decide who's coming I explained that i've already talked to my father and he's expressed that he's fine However, just to be sure when my father came home from work, he and I talked about it again And he assured me that it was fine eventually when the topic of a celebratory dinner was brought up it was decided that rather than have everyone attend one my grandfather was going to bring me to one with me him his girlfriend my father and my tutor whom i'd invited and my father was going to host another with me my mother my sister and her four month old it was annoying me that these 50 plus year olds were acting like the four month old but two dinners was enough to shut me up The graduation ceremony and the dinners went without hitch for the most part. Aside from my grandfather's girlfriend whispering to me that she wants to punch my mother while hugging me. That was very cool. So, not a terribly eventful or horrible story. Fortunately, no screaming Karens but I hope it was a relatable enough story to be enjoyable. A few too many entitled people involved in this story for my liking. I thought it was bad enough at first with just your mother acting like an absolute cow, but then your grandfather's girlfriend who's known you less than a year gets involved. Um, wow, keep out of it. It's my graduation. F off I mean seriously any normal family would say yeah, it's your event invite who you want We'll do what you say, but no not this family not these two women They've got to get their nose involved and do what they want brilliant scenes stop, please get some help Stop it Get some help don't text and grocery shop folks greetings and salutations I'm excited to report that i've experienced a grocery store karen This is a first for me not because they're a rare form of Karen But because some time ago my grocery shopping privileges were revoked a few years back I was sent on a mission to the grocery store with a list of stuff missing for an upcoming dinner I came back with everything on the list, except I wasn't aware unsalted butter was the stuff of nightmares and tasted of sadness and failure. Ever since, I've been relentlessly mocked at family gatherings and permanently banned from grocery shopping unless it's a dire emergency. In the event of such an emergency, I'm given a series of pictures of things to find, and I have to reply with a picture of what I found before i'm given approval to actually pay and leave what the heck i mean i don't know whether to laugh or cry at that that's kind of sad that being said i am a grown ass man i can go to the grocery store if i feel like it okay this guy's an adult uh, yeah that is kind of sad anyway these occasions are very infrequent and my basket will usually elicit a raised eyebrow from a cashier a basket filled with ice cream sugary cereal soda and candy will do that Everyone else is on a diet. Don't judge earlier today I retrieved my basket and started meandering my way through the aisles of the store Stopping occasionally to grab some tasty treat that caught my eye I think it was the second or third aisle when I spotted my nemesis She was stopped with her forearms resting on the cart handlebar and scowling ferociously at her cell phone tapping away I detoured around her and proceeded on my probably going to give me diabetes trip Next aisle was soda and energy drinks and I paused and had a moment of existential crisis Red bull or monster if monster which flavor comment down below by the way guys I wasn't stopped there overly long but before I could come to a decision a cart plows straight into me She wasn't going quite fast enough to knock me flat, but I did stagger a little. By the time I got on balance, I was being scolded by this woman for not watching where I was going and that I was so careless, I made her drop her phone. Based on the look on her face and the logical fallacy that was her reaction to careening into a bystander, I figured I'd just let it go because there's no sense shouting into the wind. She retrieves her phone and resumes texting and operating a shopping cart. Being not like that dislodged the angel on my shoulder and a tiny Zoidberg took his place. Red Bull, Monster, why not both? Existential crisis averted, proceed on mission. I skip the aisle Karen is currently haunting because it's all healthy rubbish anyway. I think I got a couple hours of clearance from that woman and then I hit the cereal aisle. Oh man, this is gonna take a minute. I'm stood there slack-jawed because this is not a frequent decision I have to make and there are so many options. I could sense my nemesis approaching. A thud, followed by a younger female saying, ow, what the heck lady? Accompanied by the soothing sounds of a recently crashed into toddler indicate her approach. Her shouts of indignant outrage moving away from the collision indicate the time is drawing nigh. I'm so very close to making the right decision, but I know she's coming. So I put one foot out to stop the car I know is coming, And stand there with cap and crunch in one hand and lucky charms in the other. Do I want cut gums or green poop? Hmm I'm braced for impact when this woman plows into me a second time and my foot stops the cart successfully Before she can wind up and start shouting at me I look her dead in the face and said in a tone reserved for people I wish ill upon but lack a desire to cause a scene watch where the f you're going lady Get your face out your phone. Nobody else is playing bumper cars I'm rewarded with a surprise pikachu face and I decide lucky charms is the way to go I replace the cap and crunch box on the shelf and I move on I very nearly complete the rest of my shopping trip before she catches up to me again only with Reinforcements this time she's drafted a confused looking stock girl and a woman about my age I assume was some form of manager the tie and the name badge that said manager sort of gave that away I don't know what her exact role was because looking intently at a random woman's chest is generally frowned upon. Especially when the chest merit stares, not that, okay, wow, not that I looked, anyway. The Karen cries, there he is, there's the man who swore at me and assaulted me, he cracked my phone screen. Probably for the best, I was still deciding if getting mini Sunday cones was worth the potential trouble I would get in for tempting unsuspecting dieters in my house, as this could take a minute. Manager lady comes over to speak with me and asks me what happened Stock girl decided discretion was the better part of valor and disappeared while the karen was distracted I'm, not terribly sure what exactly the karen expected But I do plead guilty to swearing at the woman after she'd negligently crashed into me with her cart Twice I suggest that her phone might have been broken when she crashed into the woman with the now screaming toddler As she didn't say anything about her phone being broken after the first crash and she didn't drop her phone in the second. Manager Lady grabs a radio, clip to her belt, and starts speaking retail into it. I didn't think I was gonna get in trouble, and I assumed that the manager was summoning security, so I figured I'd buy some time for the cavalry to arrive. I admitted I shouldn't have sworn at the woman in tones positively dripping with sarcasm. Oh woe betide, how wrong I was to have said such harsh words to such an enlightened and observant woman. Her face went from surprise to smug and then just a touch of confusion before transitioning into rage. Her entire head actually seemed to be changing to a nice deep red shade. The manager's face was also bright red, but that was from trying to keep it together. The security dude shows up and the Karen is actually stunned when they ask her to come with them as she is being excluded from the premises. She only begins pitching a fit when she's halfway frog-marched out of the store, saying that everyone involved with this would regret treating her this way. Blah, blah, blah. Once Karen's out of earshot, the manager lets out a sound I have never heard out of a human mouth before. Some weird hybrid of gasp, giggle, and wheeze, accompanied by a few titters before she's collected herself and asked if I need anything else. I say I think I'm all set. And I take out a box of the big boy Sunday cones feeling i've earned them She looks at what i've got in the basket and asks if i'm finished shopping I feel judged. So I explain that everyone else is on a diet She gives my defense a smirk and says that she doesn't care. She just wants to comp my purchases I stop defending myself and proclaim my mission accomplished Turns out free really does add a wonderful flavor to foods First of all, I just want to say, OP, thank you, uh, really, from the bottom of my heart. That is the best story I've ever read on Reddit. That's not even a joke. So well written, really interesting, funny. I will just I just love everything about it. It's just, it's just good, yeah, just really good. If only more stories are like that, I would love it, I really would. Uh, if you're an amazing writer, get in the mixer. I'm rambling, who cares? Subtitles have gone. It's just like jibber-jabber at the bottom now. It's just letters, that's all it is. Oh, just screw it, just great story. I Loved every second of it. I, I'm going to read more from this bloke, because, um, wow. Wow, that was electric in every single sense of the word. I loved it I mean genuinely if this guy wrote a book, I would read it That story was that well written that interesting justice for karen but justice for the english language That was how good that was and now moving on to our second story the title and thumbnail of today's episodes Entitled parents causes car crash because she couldn't get any petrol quick bit of backstory I work at a supermarket and we have a petrol station just up the road Normally, I work on the tills, but I was asked by my manager to head up to the petrol station and direct traffic on the tarmac due to the fuel shortage and amount of cars queuing to get in. So, I'd been standing out on the tarmac of our petrol station for around 25 minutes, telling all the customers that wanted fuel that we only had unleaded petrol left and no diesel. Most people were understanding and simply drove on, and others looked like they wanted to tear my tongue out of my mouth I was expecting this. However, it was at this point I was told over the speaker system to no longer let cars in as we had entirely run out of all fuel And this is when I started getting grief from just about everyone about 30 minutes after we ran out of fuel I met the entitled mother of this story At this point, it was around 4.30 p.m. And she pulled up to me, rolled down her window, and screeched out, Diesel! Nope, sorry darling, we ran out about half an hour ago, I replied. Now guys, this story actually happened in the uk recently So for that reason, I reckon this karen is an entitled british chav. Oh, that's absolute bull My friend came here earlier on and got fuel. You need to sort it out and get some more nair We did have fuel earlier on but we ran out thanks to how busy it's been At this point one of our delivery vans pulled into the petrol station and went to the pump They have reserved just for delivery vans and the entitled mum didn't approve Why the f does he get fuel? Uh, that's a pump reserved for our delivery drivers That's how they fill up before and after their runs. I'm using that pump She then rolled up her window and swerved her car to try and drive around me to get into the petrol station and towards the pump She did this without indicating at all And she was promptly hit by another of our vans that was also coming to fuel up I made sure that she and the driver were okay. And when they both agreed they were fine I headed inside Called my manager and left the rest to her. I don't know what the result was of the accident But the damage wasn't too bad from what I saw Well, listen, karen take that said it better than I ever could just have a little patience. Come on It's not that hard for those of you that don't know There's a big fuel shortage in the uk right now and no one really can get fuel for their cars But i tell you what won't help people like this jumping queues trying to get ahead causing crashes Nah, and now moving on to our third story guys and to be honest This Karen is actually a little bit more calm, relaxed, chilled out, more normal than the first two Karens in this episode. I'm lying. She's not. American Red Cross Karen calls me selfish for getting tattoos instead of donating blood. Here we go. Hey guys, this happened earlier today. I'm a 26-year-old woman in New York and I'm a bit of a tattoo addict. I've got a total of six so far, with my next appointment being next month. Earlier today while I was getting ready for work. My phone rang not really paying attention to caller id I picked up. Hello. Good morning. Is this miss op? Yes, uh, it is great Well, my name is karen and i'm calling from the american red cross Did you know there's a blood shortage right now with your next donation? You could potentially save dozens of lives Can I schedule your next donation now? Ah, sorry, Karen, but I can't donate right now. I just got a tattoo about two months ago, and I've got another tattoo coming up real soon. I would love to donate, but i'm gonna be unable for the next few months at least Oh, well, then perhaps you wouldn't mind rescheduling that next tattoo so you can donate at your three-month mark Uh, no, thank you, karen. My artist is months behind in her clients and I actually got really lucky with getting an appointment so soon Um, i'm so sorry, but I, I can't donate right now. What you're really gonna choose tattoos over saving someone's life? really Wow, Uh, how selfish can you be? And with that, she hung up. Okay, first of all lady, you can't force anyone to donate blood. That's obvious second of all and I might be wrong here But the fact that this person has your number in the first place and has called it a three-month checkup means that i'm pretty sure OP has given blood before right? So she's already done something selfless given her blood once but no apparently she's now too selfish to give again Like surely if you are this karen you would then target other people who have never donated in the first place and not call someone selfish Who's already donated in the past? and just doesn't want to this time that makes no sense to me and now for our fourth and final story of today's episode sister copied my fifth grade book reports evil mama bear lets her get away with it this happened when i was 13 and in middle school my sister was 10 and in the fifth grade at the time three years earlier when i was in the fifth grade i did a book report on a light novel i don't really remember And i got a b plus on that report my dad had a habit of filing all the return school assignments of myself and my sister and he cataloged them by day month year and topic i thought his doing so was a bit overzealous but i didn't really dwell on it uh yeah kind of agree what a weird thing to do fast forward three years and one day i noticed my sister came home from school whining about having to do a boring book report I told her I did a few of them for school in her grade and they're really not so hard. Just pick a book, read it, and then write about it. Then I brought up the name of the book I'd done a report on at that time and said it might be a good choice for her, as it was an easy novel to read with big fonts printed on the pages. She had two weeks to do the book report, but I never once saw her reading any book at all during that time, and I repeatedly reminded her. She just brushed me off and said, I got this then one day my sister comes home all proud of herself that she got a b on her book reports which was odd to me since she really didn't read anything as far as i'd known plus she didn't really care to apply herself i knew she had the smarts just not the drive so out of curiosity i picked up the report and started to read it and to my shock it was just like one i'd written three years earlier she didn't even change the title I was furious and I called her out for copying my work. She just ran into mum's arms crying. She copied my old book report. She doesn't deserve this grade. No, she didn't, said my mum. You're mistaken. My little princess wrote this all by herself. She earned that B. Fine then, I'll just talk to dad when he gets home and we'll see who's right. Don't you talk back to me, young man. Go to your room. With pleasure this was before i got my nokia cell phone so as i was walking to my room i sneakily grabbed the cordless phone from its charger and called my dad from upstairs he was upset and agreed to look at his records when he got home surprise surprise when he opened up the file cabinet that had my elementary schoolwork in it it looked like it had been rifled through we found the original book report pretty easily it had been sloppily shoved back into the file and was crudely folded in half we read the title and sure enough it was the same. We came out of the office and my dad asked to see my sister's book reports. Mum stood her ground and said that her little princess didn't do anything, but dad was adamant. Mum tried to double down, but dad told her if she was so confident that my sister didn't copy my work, then to let him read it. So mum finally handed him the book report without even looking at him and dad proceeded to compare the two. He got no further than reading the titles of both before my sister started bawling and confessing to what she'd done. Mum came flying to her aid to hug and kiss her, then chastise us for making her cry. Dad said she ripped off my schoolwork, and if the school found out, she'd have her grade revoked and would likely be punished. Which made my sister cry harder my sister tearfully confessed that a few days earlier She had gone into dad's office and looked through my old school work files and found the book reports Then she just hand wrote her own version of it That was almost identical and put the original back in the cabinets after confessing She then ran to dad's leg and latched onto him while crying her eyes out and saying she'd never do it again Sorry, let me just remember how old is this person? Okay. So she's 10 years old and she's acting like she's two I guess my sister's tears made dad sympathetic because he said that he wouldn't tell the school she cheated But that she was still grounded for doing it and he expected better from her from then on Now I was mad but my dad told me there was no use since my sister had already gotten graded on the reports and no one noticed This just made mum give me an evil smirk like she was saying ha I win Because she never enforced my sister's groundings while Dad wasn't home. Then Dad took me upstairs and assured me from now on he'd make sure this didn't happen again by keeping better control of his files. My sister didn't get off completely scot free though. That Sunday, Dad took me out for ice cream and a trip to the mall, but not her. She was screaming, begging to come with us, but Dad told her she didn't deserve it for copying my book reports. So, in essence, it was my grade and not hers. I'd be getting that ice cream that made Mum say that she'd go out and buy her a tub of whatever ice cream she wanted But she just cried. It wasn't the same and then ran to her room to scream and pout That was the best ice cream i'd gotten all year The following week my dad got some brand new file cabinets with better locks on them So nobody could get into them anymore but him and for those who may be wondering why the teacher didn't notice the book report was the same Well, my old teacher I had back in fifth grade had moved on to another school by the time I was in sixth grade And since it was elementary, it wouldn't surprise me if copied book reports slipped through the cracks on many occasions There are a lot of students to keep track of after all Interesting story there. I wouldn't personally rat out your sister to the school But I would definitely enforce her being grounded I mean to do that is not great is it and it's probably best that she cuts that out earlier on in life than later So in that respect the mother here bit of a weird one uh, i wouldn't personally have that reaction but to be fair your dad's also a bit of a strange bloke sorry why has he got this weird filing cabinet with all your old school reports to the date that's a bit dodgy and also it's not really that deep is it i mean everyone copies all the time and she's 10 who really cares my abusive ex-stepfather asked me to call the police if i knew anything so i did i am a 29 year old woman And I live with my mum and her new boyfriend, we'll call him Ahat, when I was a child. They met when I was 10 years old. But from the moment I met this man, I never liked him. He gave off the most terrifying vibes. And even as a child, I could instinctively tell that there was something wrong with this man. Fast forward six years, and my mum and Ahat are getting married on my birthday, no less. I have three new siblings in that time from their marriage and this man for the past six years has made my life a living hell He was physically and verbally aggressive almost every single day to me my mum, and siblings However, he did and still does have a particular dislike towards me to this day I'm still not sure why he would exclude me from family events force family members to not give me presents at christmas and birthdays And then humiliate me on those events and make a scene of me not receiving gifts body shame me I was 11 years old when he did this mind you and called me a hoe for wearing a skirt He also spent approximately fifty thousand dollars of my inheritance on himself things like mountain bikes and the like He would hide my phone for no reason so I couldn't contact my father or friends or extended family He wouldn't let me eat the yummy food but would sit there and eat it in front of me He ruined the very expensive 4wd I bought my mum as an adult out of my inheritance And once he ruined it left it at its demise place Which was out of town in the backcountry down a steep slope and in a creek For me and my mum to sort out and there's even more stolen cars and motorbikes started a bushfire Tried to pin a break and enter of a friend's house in the middle of the night on my boyfriend And that is just a snippet of the charms of this literally awful human being I moved out of home very shortly after the wedding And at 16, I was living on my own, juggling two part-time jobs, full-time school in a brand new state, and a brand new city. But it was a heck ton better than living at home. Fast forward again another 10 years, so I'm now 26, and my mum has finally had the courage to separate from Ahat with my three siblings after years of further abuse from him. He still tries and terrorizes their lives and controls them and demonstrates very threatening behavior, but at least they're out. My three siblings choose to stay with my mum, for obvious reasons, but still had to have visitation with their father due to custody arrangements. Ahatz always had a lot of resentment towards the children for this, but can you blame them? I I certainly can't. Fast forward now to present day. I have full care of the oldest of my three younger siblings as she wanted to escape Ahats and move states to live with me I fully supported this because i've always tried to help where I can The youngest of the three stays with mum the middle child my brother was very traumatized by his dad's behavior And consequently has a lot of untreated trauma and behavior to go with it I tried to take care of him and let him live with me and my family at one point However, he also was too violent for me to handle. Ahat actively stopped my brother getting the mental health help he needed. I believe this to be that it might have held him accountable if my brother told anyone anything too incriminating. My brother moves back to my mother and younger sister. He is also too violent for them to handle. Side notes: I understand my brother's behaviour is not okay either, and unfortunately, a lot of it is learnt behaviour. And when he has sought out help, Ahat quickly stopped that. I'm hoping in the future he can hopefully and finally get the help he needs Anyway, last week on sunday my brother assaulted a family member when at my mum's house He was escorted off the property by police and taken to Ahat's house to live now I get a message from him on wednesday for the first time in years saying your brother is missing The police have been called if you know anything call me or the police instant panic sets in i feel like a scared child again from a very benign message from this man i sat looking at this message all night wondering what to do about it that's when it came to me a asked me to call the police if i knew anything he didn't specify what i had to know and tell the police just that if i knew anything to call them so i did i called the police and i told them that i felt i had some very important information to tell them regarding my missing brother i told them Everything. All the abuse that had happened to me and my family at great lengths. I told them that if they return my brother when they find him to Ahat's house, that they will be putting him in direct danger. I told them absolutely everything. The police were very interested to hear this about Ahat and put me on hold while the police officer I was speaking to went to discuss something with her superior. When I got taken off hold, I'm talking to a more senior officer now. He wants me to reiterate the story, which I do. He says someone will call me back. Okay, I think. I get a call back not longer and they ask, if needed, would I sign a statement to what I had said. Of course, I agree. I go down to my local police station to sign said statements about what I've told the police. There is now an arrest warrant out for Ahat for a multitude of reasons. Seems there was more in his police file that I wasn't aware of. And I was told that under no circumstance would ahap be getting my brother when he's found or any of my other siblings back in his care So not the juiciest of entitled parents on here But I did maliciously comply with my butthole ex-stepfather's request of calling the police if I knew anything And now he won't be able to hurt my family anymore. So that's worth smiling over It's been a slow burn to see any kind of justice come to this evil entitled terrible human but my patience eventually paid off now Opie has actually given us some clarifications and a couple of edits to try and you know give us a little bit more insight into how this story is unfolding number one i am from australia which might clarify some confusion our police system works a little differently down here where we can go to our local police station regardless of what state we're in as once the job number has been created it can be accessed and also acted upon on a federal level that means accessed across the entire country number two the police have reason to believe however they aren't able to disclose the exact reason why they believe this that my brother is safe and fine and have said as much to me but again they haven't elaborated on this I believe that my brother and a probably had a triggering event transpire and that my brother ran away and has gone underground or into hiding He has done this before. However, it never reached a police level There were some people in the comment section of reddit saying that it was strange that I was here posting the story onto reddit about the incident While my brother was still missing and I can understand where they're coming from. However being states away from my brother specifically on an island state and with covid restrictions i'm unable to get to his states so for now i've done everything i can from where i am I've also contacted and disclosed everything to child safety, which i've done so 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 many times before This is the most I can do from where I am. Unfortunately Yeah, makes complete sense to me to be fair op as long as the police are saying that your brother is almost definitely okay I think yeah, you're you're doing as much as you can. No need to get worked up about it. He's done it before I'm sure he'll be fine Update number three. My sister, the oldest of the three that lives with me full-time, has made contact via social media with my brother today. Okay, so there we go. My brother was very vague and secretive to my sister and wasn't willing to disclose where he was, which I can understand. We've all experienced the length of AHAT's secretive nature. So by not telling us anything he knows, Ahat can't manipulate, intimidates, or threaten us to get any information out of us if we don't know anything. I can confirm that it was most definitely our brother, as he used a safe word that we have between us four siblings, as Ahat would often take our phones. So, we'd always use that safe word so we'd actually know it was our sibling we were talking to, not potentially Ahat's. The same goes for dangerous situations. If we'd ever need assistance, we would say the safe word for help as to not alert anyone we were asking for help. Very good idea for anyone else experiencing a similar experience. How sad is that though? that you have to even go to that extent to have a safe word from your own father your own stepdad that is oh terrible speaking of number four no word on location or outcome of Ahat. as he is no longer a direct family member i'm not going to be informed until it is public knowledge i imagine the officer did say that she would contact me if there was anything else i did need to know however it may be a bit of time until we hear any outcome for him In the 19 years I have known him, he has almost always managed to wiggle his way out of any repercussions of his actions, so I'm not holding my breath that this time will be any different, but I still have hope. It's better than resentment and negativity. And finally, number five, I just received another text from Ahat saying, Obviously no concern of yours, hey, big sis. Thanks for caring, only for yourself. I haven't replied to his original text and I won't reply to this one either. This text has rattled me just like the first one. No matter how far you physically remove yourself from the person who has traumatized you, it can very quickly come straight back to take you back to feeling like it's happening all over again. Deep breaths and keep on. And lastly, I have been so blown away by everyone's support. Nothing like this has ever happened to me with so much support and kind words from so many people It's been so amazing humbling and beautiful That people have taken the time to wish me and my family well wishes and love and strength It's people like all of you that give me hope and motivation to not harbor anger towards people and the world for the rubbish situations I've gone through in my life because there is so much good out there thank you so so much and look guys this post has you know over six thousand upvotes at the time of recording but insanely it has over 160 comments as well and they are all to be fair incredibly positive i'll just go through a few i mean look at this one good on you hope your brothers found safe and ahat didn't do something to him and only called you to start building an alibi Yes, I really hope that's also what happened. I mean, look, what a comment by Stella Manatee. I'm in awe of your bravery. Not easy to come from such an abusive step-parent to work and live your life at such a young age and still manage to be there for your siblings. An absolute standing ovation for telling the police everything you knew as your butthole ex stepfather requested. All the best to you. I hope you have a happy, peaceful life. And guys, you have to understand look, OP has been through a lot. Seeing these insane comments of support probably just makes them feel amazing. And it's vindication, right? They now know they've done the right thing. If they were unsure, comments like this can really help them to understand that. You know what, guys? Let's get involved. It doesn't have to be just Reddit, it can be our community as well. Let's get down in the comments and give OP some messages of support to let them know that they definitely are doing the right thing here. And that they've done something amazing if you've got any advice or tips maybe past experiences that you've had or just you know general empathy comment down below hopefully we can get op to see this video and see the insane support that you lot can give and now moving on to our second story of today's entitled parents episodes being hated for being free hello everybody new member here i'd just like to share an experience i've had recently it's a long read but one i believe many of you will likely relate to as a 27 year old man i have many friends with children mostly in the toddler age group as well as many friends without children like myself now don't get me wrong i love being the fun friend uncle friend uncle whatever but i've always stood firm in my decision not to sire children to that end most of my friends with children have grown to accept that and we just don't bring it up no cause to right I think my friends just expect that one day I and whoever I may be courting will announce a pregnancy To which end I know they'll be disappointed, but that's okay See being a single childless young man I naturally have quite a bit more freedom in life than my friends with children I can still live life on a whim. They can't I can roughly predict what the next two weeks will hold They can't if I want to have kids later in life. I can reverse that decision would likely adopt They can't of course most of my friends with children are still wholesome and loving friends they love to see me traveling to exotic places and they adore the small trinkets and lengthy stories i bring home with me one set of friends however has shown their true colors lately see over the past few years i've helped them left right and center financially i don't mind because they have mouths to feed and i know how it feels to struggle So I don't want to see my friends and their children doing the same. The most notable expense was the 1.8k I shelled out to literally buy them a running vehicle. Bear that in mind, that 1,800 will be important later. The friends in question have a three-year-old together, and the girlfriend has a nine-year-old from a previous relationship. This couple in particular has turned very bitter to me lately, almost as soon as they found out that I'm planning a month-long trip to Brazil in June. My friend's immediate response was... Oh, you should be saving that money so you can buy a house and start a family and I replied well I have no interest in reproducing and i'm not ready to set an anchor We've discussed that and his girlfriend pipes in yeah whatever must be nice to just fly off all over the world maybe one day you'll know what it's like to be responsible instead of only thinking about you um excuse me excuse me i worked my fingers to the bone to save for this vacation and all my previous voyages and to that end i'm not done yet i've been strictly budgeting my money for over a year to make this happen I even gave up both cigarettes and soda to save a few more dollars per week No eating out no buying video games basically nothing outside of the essentials I work more hours per week than both of them combined Not judging look they've got kids to care for but still I earned this And then for them to act like i'm a lesser man because I didn't accidentally reproduce right out of high school To me, that was both laughable and pathetic. Now, even at this point, I chalked it up to, okay, they resent me for it in the moment. I guess I understand that, because I know that neither of them has ever gotten to do such a thing, and I do feel somewhat like a jerk that they have to watch me fly off to Brazil, knowing they can't afford to do much, because, well, raising children is expensive. But then they take it a massive step further and ask me to borrow $3,000 so they too can do something this summer She even whipped out her phone and pulled up the resort they wanted to stay at on table rock lake Missouri as soon as I noticed she'd entered the info for a 14 day stay totaling 2.4k I realized they had planned to ask for this money all along I was honestly speechless for a moment So eventually I said something along the lines of look man. I've been saving for this for over a year I can't afford to loan any of that money out or I won't be able to afford to go on my vacation And to be honest, I still have to recoup that 1.8k I loaned you guys before my plans are even back in the green. So i'm sorry But the answer is no and they just lost it All your single buttholes ever think about is yourself. You have no idea what it's like. We never get to do anything. Some friend you are, you'd rather go off by yourself than help our kids have a good summer. At that point, I simply left without another word. It's clear to me now that all I ever was was a piggy bank. In truth, I guess it was my fault for being proud of my frugality and occasionally mentioning my savings. Like, Hey man, I hit 10k today two-thirds of the way there. This all happened last weekend and even today I received another text. Are you sure we can't all just go to the lake together? The kids really need this It's not like you can't go to brazil another time And this friends has been a hastily written and hurtful example of entitlements takeaways one Don't discuss your finances with anyone that isn't directly affiliated with them yourself and or your partner maybe your parents but not your friends two never loan money to friends treat it as a gift that you will not see returned if you do see it returned yeah treat it as a nice surprise and three thank you for reading and feel free to share discourse or similar stories in the comments all right guys comment down below what are your thoughts on those three takeaways that you know i'll put them up on screen you don't need to see my ugly face <laughs> takeaway one don't discuss your finances with anyone that isn't directly affiliated with yourself yeah okay i agree with that he actually says here, not your friends i don't know i uh, maybe if they're like your very 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 close friends then you can i mean personally we have done i think that's absolutely fine people you trust but yeah not people that you really really don't know amazingly well that's for sure two never loan money to friends i actually do agree with this one even my best friends I wouldn't loan money to expecting them to pay me back necessarily I'm not saying like just a small amount of money, but you know a proper chunk of money If you're gonna loan that to a mate, yeah realistically don't expect to see it back Obviously you would hope it comes back, but yeah, he's right If you do see it return treat it as a surprise, I completely agree with that And three, yeah Comment down below, fellas. What are your thoughts on this story? Personally, again, loved it. Um, I-, I can't believe the entitlement though. Like, yeah, it's your money. You've chosen not to have a kid and not to have a partner. Obviously, you're gonna have more money for yourself then. Like, obviously you can spend it on stuff that you want to do it's so weird isn't it like yeah look don't get me wrong i want to have children someday and a family but you can't really abuse people for not wanting to do that and then spending their own money on themselves and having a good time that's not selfish that just that just makes sense right i don't understand that logic at all like it is actually just mental you owe them absolutely nothing you've done very well in your life to be able to go away and you know have a nice vacation that you deserve you've been you know penny picking for ages gonna make it happen so fair play to you But um, yeah, just because they've got kids and have obviously much more expenses They can't do that and that's their choice psycho entitled parents breaks into a house Holds a girl at gunpoint and then lies to the police. Okay First of all, this didn't happen to me but a friend of mine So i'm writing it in the third person as I heard it Two, I know how fake the title sounds but she showed me security footage of the event that transpired And yep, it was real. It actually happened so basically let me set the stage i'm going to be using fake names to protect identities of course person this happened to is elizabeth elizabeth's mother is christina The entitled parent is Karen and the entitled teen is Darren. This happened around four years ago. Basically, Christina had a computer that she let her neighbor's kid use from time to time, as long as Christina was there to watch them. If she was gone, then she would tell her daughter, Elizabeth, who was about 16 or 17 at the time, that they weren't allowed to use the computer. But usually, if Christina wasn't home, neither was Elizabeth. Now, here's a key fact. Before they go out, they would always lock their doors. But at one point, they thought they kept forgetting to lock their front door. So, one day, Elizabeth was actually home alone, because Christina was at work, and they don't allow kids where she works, at the hospital. And Elizabeth was on vacation, so she didn't have any school. She hears a knock at the door and answers it. Who's there? But Karen and her demon-spawn Darren. This is the conversation that follows. Hello? Darren wants to use your computer, said Karen. Sorry, but my mum's not home right now. Um, come by later and see if she's home then. Look, I know she said we're not allowed to use the computer if she's not there, but you're here, so you can watch us. I'm sorry, but my mum said that I can't let you in. Oh, come on, your mum doesn't have to know, said Darren. I'm sorry, but no means no. And I don't want to get in trouble if my mum comes home and he's still playing on it. Just come by later. Karen let out this exasperated groan and just dragged Darren away. Now you would think that that's the end of it, but you've seen the title. We have three criminal charges here So about 10 minutes later elizabeth hears the door open and thinks her mum is home early or something But when she goes downstairs to say hi Instead she's greeted with karen going from a one to a hundred and pointing a freaking gun at her Here's what follows you're going to let my angel play on your computer now elizabeth kept her arms up trying to de-escalate the situation okay um, calm down put the gun down and take your kid to the computer they later found that the gun wasn't actually loaded and belonged to the husband but when someone is pointing a gun at you i don't think you're gonna want to call their bluff elizabeth then decided to go back up to her room but karen grabbed her i'm not freaking done with you you brat where do you keep the duct tape This is around the point I thought that she might have been making up the story But she then showed me what happened on her security camera Now I would show you guys the footage but she wasn't comfortable with me showing it So elizabeth shows karen where the duct tape is and karen. I kid you not ties elizabeth to a chair and tapes her mouth shut she said it had been hours before her mum showed up and by then they were gone they called the police immediately and when they confronted karen about it she said this but that's my house they're just renting it out yep she bald-faced lied to the police All it took was showing them the security footage and she was then charged with breaking and entering, making a threat, pointing a gun at Elizabeth, and wrongful imprisonments. I can't remember what happened to the son, but I think he might've been put in juvenile detention since he was 16. It honestly astonishes me how psychotic this entitled parent was that she felt it was worth it to break and enter and wrongfully imprison a 16, 17-year-old girl just so her kid could use a fricking computer. I mean, I wish I was making this up because this is insane. Now, listen, guys, that is the end of the story. And I know what you're all thinking. That sounds like absolute bull. But one second, because OP has actually given us a little update. She says, I wasn't expecting this to pick up so much steam. And I do want to say a few things. One, the people who don't believe it, I can't blame you. This is very much a story that's asking for you to take my word for it. And I'm not going to ask you to take my word for it because I really don't care if you believe me or not. But I do want you to consider that, as I said, this took place four years ago. So if there are any holes in my story, they're most likely details I forgot with time. I'm only human after all. Wow, didn't know OP was a massive Rag & Bone Man fan, fair play. And two, the people who believe it, there's a surprising amount of you who believe this story. Honestly, even while typing this, I said to myself, I still can't believe this actually happened because it was escalated in an unbelievable way. You know what guys? I just don't know. Is this real? Is this fake? Look you comment down below. Let me know what you think I'm undecided to be honest without the security camera footage. It is quite hard to believe this one It does seem pretty exaggerated and unrealistic, but hey, I wasn't there. I don't know if it happened Maybe it did all I will say is that if I do look at the comments every question that is being put to her She is answering and making it sound as if maybe this did happen. I really don't know, comment down below. And now moving on to our second story of today's episode. step purposefully ruins my sister's birthday and trash talks me to my own mum. So, a little backstory here. My parents divorced when I was four and my sister was two, but they always stayed on somewhat friendly terms for our sake. My mum had our custody, but we spent one weekend out of two with my dad and half of the vacations. When I was eight, my dad got together with the entitled mum of this story, my stepmom, and they stayed together for over 10 years. Now, she and us did not get along. To give you an idea, in high school, if I referred to her by her name to my friends, they wouldn't have any clue who I was talking about. However, if I said female dog... They knew instantly who i was talking about so it was my sister's 15th birthday and around that time my sister wanted to reduce her meat consumption and i told my parents about my interest with yaoi to have a mission to buy some my mom said okay my dad didn't care so i had some at both places and everyone knew about it one issue that came back often with her and my dad is that they kept forgetting what me and my sister didn't like to eat probably a story for another time but one of my sister's big no-nos is foie gras. She finds it unethical. She hates the taste and the texture. Unfortunately for her, we're French, and foie gras is a staple of holiday meals. That year, we went to celebrate Christmas with our stepmom's family. And for a starter, we got a few liter of apple and foie gras. My sister declined, explaining that she didn't like foie gras, and we moved on. Her birthday is on Valentine's Day. So what i'm about to tell you took place less than two months after that So my mum always insisted that we celebrated our birthday with both her and my dad at the same time It worked well and my stepmom wouldn't always be there every time because there would be too many guests It was always my mum organizing it and my mum's family would always be there My father's family lived in the south of france and couldn't go up to paris. So it wasn't a real issue but this year my dad insisted that the birthday be held at his place and that he would take charge of it Therefore, my stepmom ended up being in charge Yikes My sister asked for an apple crumble as a birthday cake And my stepmom tells her that it's too much trouble and that she'll make an apple pie instead Like she couldn't have just bought one or that my mum hadn't proposed to do it instead She got her nickname for a reason So we agreed that on valentine's day we'll meet up at my dad's place I am the first one to arrive, and my stepmom and dad are setting up the dinner. Now I saw my stepmom cutting up some foie gras and the apple pie next to it. I thought that must be for the starters. Oh, hi stepmom. Um, did, did you forget that my sister actually hates foie gras? And then she looks me straight in the eye and says, Ah, your sister is such a pain in the butt." Then she started to drop foie gras onto the pie. I was so shocked and fuming that I went to my room until my sister arrived I wanted to tear her a new one so bad but I knew that my grandma would probably bring cakes from the bakery, so I stopped myself from causing a scene. When I came down later on, she was talking with my mum, and I overheard her saying how she didn't understand how she could approve of me reading Yaoi. Now look guys, I don't know too much about manga, but I think Yaoi is manga. Please correct me if I'm wrong, clearly I don't know. My mum told her that I was old enough to buy what I wanted with my own money. step mum then noticed me and left. Yeah, that's right, you better run. My mum just confirmed what I'd overheard and warned me and my sister about the pie. And we're all annoyed and apprehensive the rest of the evening. And then comes the dreaded moment of cake and gifts. My sister ignores the pie and gets served a slice of what my grandma brought. Then she got her presents from my dad and stepmum a photo shoot. The thing is, stepmum offered the same thing to her daughter for her birthday. And my sister found the pictures too adult for her taste. The fly for the photo shoots was full of almost nude female models So my mum, to spare my sister from refusing the gift herself said that she didn't think it was age-appropriate Sorry, just trying to work out how old your sister is Um, you said at the start that your parents divorced when you were four and your sister was two When you were eight your dad got together with the entitled mum and they stayed together for over 10 years So that means that the maximum age that your sister could be at the moment of this story is 16. Yeah, that's a bit too young for a almost naked photo shoot. What the heck? Anyway, my stepmom nearly blew up when my mum said that, and passively aggressively dismissed my mum's concerns, implying they were stupid and ungrateful. My sister ended up going to the photo shoots, but she got some pictures done more to her taste. And that was the last time that my stepmom was invited to our birthdays Yeah, but genuinely like what is your dad actually doing <laughs> like your mum seems so nice, but this new stepmom is just like terrible. Why would you go from that? Why would you just downgrade that much? You know, I don't get it I don't get it. I'll never understand men that's the thing. You know what? Yeah, great logic shown there. Let me swap out someone who is really nice, um, I get along with well, and you know, has a great relationship with our kids, for someone that's just horrible and my kids hate. It makes a lot of sense. It really, really does. And now for our third and final story. Have a look at this for a title. Drunk Karen ruined a party, runs away drunk. And then freaking dies Uh, zero to 100 real quick how about that this may sound too good to be true but at least hear me out okay if i have to so it's 2016 i was 19 at the time and the adults were having a party they decided to invite me since i'm no longer a minor so before the story i'm gonna have to tell you a little bit about the entitled mum she is an alcoholic single mother she is almost always seen with a bottle of jack daniels every time She has two kids they're treated well physically, but not mentally. She's pretty rich, but she's a bad mother She sometimes pours a bit of alcohol into her son's glass because of how drunk she is I've been planning to call the child protective services But my dad told me not to and that he can handle it himself, which he never does my dad's friends also refused to for some reason So karma decided to help us in this story. So this was back in 2016 new years My dad threw a large party inviting my family and friends Even the entitled mum because he thought that this could be a chance for her to stop being an alcoholic By talking her through it in an attempt to send her to therapy boy was he wrong So the entitled mum came with her children and the party started My family friend had prepared two bottles of wine and one bottle of Munker shoulder whiskey Not much because my family is never really a fan of alcohol They usually just drink fresh juice and sometimes a homemade cocktail a bit of mango juice orange juice Yakult and a bit of whiskey mixed together Sounds nice. So while everyone is talking and having a great time The entitled mum is just busy drinking the alcohol she brought along with the ones brought by my relatives and friends I was just playing my trusty ps4 and then, soon enough, the entitled mum got drunk and everything started going down. Her kids were just playing hide and seek with my little cousins, and the entitled mum went upstairs and saw me playing Mortal Kombat X on the upstairs living room. And then, the entitled mum saw me do something very violent a uh, finish him if you know the game. At that point, she starts to yell at me and throw a hissy fit, knowing full well that I am a grown adult. Then, after hearing her scream, My dad and his friend came upstairs to see what was going on The entitled mum proceeds to make a speech about how the game I was playing is Torturing his brain with poison or something So then she yeeted my controller to the stratosphere breaking it That was a custom that i'd paid good money for now before she could get her hands on my ps4 itself My dad yelled her name and told her to leave the karen wasn't buying it though and kept trying to break my stuff So my dad threatened to call the cops She just didn't care. So we did really call them, and the entitled mum ran outside, took the car, forgetting her kids. And if I recall correctly, because we live in the suburbs, the entitled mum was going full speed and crashed into a security gate. Driving in the suburbs at night was like Mario Kart Rainbow Road. If you're going slightly too fast, one wrong move, and it's game over. It was nighttime and there are very little streetlights in the suburb One security guard was injured and the entitled mum actually passed away soon after either by brain damage neck got cracked or heart attack I think it was both neck and head. It turns out that my dad wasn't actually calling the cops He just knew that the entitled mum was too dumb and was gonna fall for it But he didn't expect her to go off with a bang Thank god her kids stayed or else there would be four victims in the crash The entitled mum's kids weren't entitled, so my uncle actually ended up adopting them, and he now has three kids. I don't have the heart to tell my uncle's adopted kids that their mum died being a freaking idiot. When the crash happened, the kids were just at home playing my PS4 with a spare controller. i had actually left my PS4 on when I was rushing to see the crash with my bike to the gates. You see, kids, this is what happens if you drink too much alcohol. You become a Karen. Sincerely, an alcohol enjoyer wow (laughs) wow again um what a roller coaster of a story uh comment down below once more real or fake what are you thinking i don't know to be honest i did actually think this was all like a load of rubbish and who knows it might be but then op said the line about thank god the entitled mum's kids stayed or else there would be four victims in the crash and when he said that i was like hmm yeah a bit of emotion Maybe it's real. Who knows? I've got to say, though, uh, as someone who does enjoy a little bit of alcohol, don't drink and drive, fellas. Or to be honest, you deserve to die. Don't just don't do it. To be fair, the more I look at this story, the more it's pretty obvious. It almost definitely isn't true. But you know what? Who cares? Cool story. I kind of enjoyed it. It was fun. Okay, not necessarily the bit where uh, the lady died. Uh, although to be fair, did she deserve it? Yeah justice entitled mother try to get my mother fired for being white with black kids So I am a 21 year old woman. My parents are both white. They have kids and I am number six They adopted my little brother and I when we were babies my brother and I are mixed but what some call light-skinned black Anyway, this story happened when I was in elementary school First of all some backstory to help you understand my family being black and having white family Plus growing up in a prominently white area had its challenges like my brother and I had swim passes So sometimes my mum would drop us off at the pool and my dad would pick up and frequently would be stopped Asked for proof that he was our dad it also didn't help that my mum was 48 when I was adopted. She had her last kid at 40 years old. So, with that, my oldest brother is 20 years older than me. So, I've got a nephew only a year younger than me and a month younger than my little brother. We get weird looks when we're out in public with my brother, and I'm calling my mum, mum, and my nephew calling her grandma. So, a lot of times, people thought my older siblings thought my sisters were my mum. But anyway, now you're all caught up. In elementary school my mum worked as a title one teacher Which basically means she goes to one class in whatever grade a day for an hour to help kids read She still does this and did the whole time my brother and I were in school Now most of my friends knew I was adopted Figured they'd probably just ask their parents why I looked different Well one day when I was about in fourth grade my mum came into my class It was the first time for the school year, so people didn't realize she was my mum. I had a bad headache, so when she came in, I was relieved and shouted excitedly, "Mummy, can I have some medicine? Some kids looked confused, but before I could explain, an entitled kid in my class said, Sometimes when a white woman and a black man make a baby, it comes out black. I was shocked, and as a little kid, I didn't really know how to respond. So I didn't. I went over to my mum and she gave me some medicine that she had in her bag. Cue the entitled kid. I need some medicine too. My mother explained to her that she couldn't give her medicine because it was against school policy, and that she could give me medicine because she was my mum. She rolled her eyes and huffed back to her desk. Now we thought that that was the end of it until the next morning. Each morning, all the title one aides would meet up in the library to organise their stuff and chit chats. I would come and sit with them a lot because I would get pretty bad eraches from being outside. And that is when the kid's entitled Mum comes in. Now, guys, the word that this entitled Mum uses in this sentence is extremely offensive. Um, so offensive that I'm not even gonna bother censoring it, just gonna blank the whole thing. You can probably use your imagination though. You must be the blank lover. All the aides' mouths dropped. I didn't know what that word meant at the time, but I could tell it was bad because of everyone's face. My mother told her not to use that language in front of me. The entitled mum rolled her eyes and began to demand to know why she wouldn't give her daughter some medicine if she was giving me some. My mother explained again. Then the entitled mum said, So because you chose a blank and made a child, they get medical help over my baby? I could see my mother getting upset. Again, if you continue to use that language, I'll have to get the principal involved, she said. The entitled mum smiled and said, fine, let's do it. So my mother and the entitled mum left and I didn't understand what had just happened. So I called my dad and tried to explain it. Now, my mum is the nice, soft-spoken type. My dad, on the other hand, had intense RBF and when angry, is very angry. Oh, today I learned that RBF stands for resting female dog face. Didn't know that. So my dad told me he was on his way. I waited in the front office for my parents. My dad got to the school before my mum came out and knocked on the door. The principal opened the door, and then the lady saw my dad. When seeing my dad, my mum said, "What are you doing here, hun?" The entire mum's face looked like she'd seen a ghost. So is her daddy the milkman? Again, I didn't know what that meant, but I could tell by my dad's face. He was not happy. The entitled mum then said, how else would she look like that? Gesturing at me and then turning to the principal. I mean, she obviously isn't a good example for the children, so you should fire her for the children's sake. My dad started laughing, which I knew wasn't a good sign when he was mad. He told me to go and find my brother, get my stuff, and then they closed the door. The bell had rang already, so the front desk lady gave me a note, and I went to my brother's class and got him. We both agreed to be on our best behavior since dad was mad We sat on the bench waiting and then my parents came out. Are you fired Mum?" I asked then my mum smiled Of course not, but we are going home for today to talk sweet ditch day My parents took us to denny's for breakfast since we missed it because our school provided it They explained to us that some people just don't like the color of our skin And that it was never okay for us to be called that we got to stay home the next day, I noticed that the entitled kid was moved class and found out that the entitled mum was kicked off the PTA. I have so many other stories about stuff like this, but this was the first big incident. Well, uh, guys, to be honest, I don't even know really where to start with this story. I don't know what just happened. That's unbelievable. The first thing that springs to mind is why is this mum not just being banned from the PTA or whatever? She should also 100% be being reported to the police. That's just racist. You can't say that. It's a... That's, legal and also is she just flat out stupid i mean clearly she is but um does she not know that you know people can adopt kids of other races or that two people of different ethnicities can get together and have a mixed race kid it is unbelievable scenes i know that but clearly it's something that she just doesn't know you lot that know me well will know that i am a quarter mauritian um so my granddad was born in mauritius uh, if you've not seen him before this is what it looks like Uh, If you want to see more pictures of him, by the way, he dominates my Instagram. So, um, yeah link in the description for that So he is clearly dark-skinned. My granny is light-skinned and then they produced this man My dad who's also on screen right now. Uh, Don't worry about him riding a camel. He's just doing his thing all right, and then yeah, look at me super white. My mum is also pretty white Um, but incredibly I have different ethnicities and races running through my family. It is Unbelievable that that it could even exist. So that's on on one hand and then second of all, I mean, yeah adoption Have you heard of it? <laughs> you don't have to adopt someone that looks like you for god's sake just ridiculous Um, what a story and what a start to the episode and now moving on to our second story entitled mother wants me to apologize and go home because she doesn't want to wash the dishes and clothes father flies back and releases hell on her so a little background i left home after my aunt confronted my mother about the lack of punishment on my brother for filming me change and sharing that video with his friends honestly i mean what a start to a start w- wow my mother called the police on my aunt and i'm now currently in a youth home which no one knows where it is except my aunt. Uh, my family has cut contact with her and my brother. What What a paragraph. So into this story. So are we just gonna, okay, okay fine. I've been going low contact with my mother and no contacts other than leaving my brother on red. My mother has been spamming my phone, telling me she will let me come home if I apologize for making a scene and to apologize to the rest of my family for making them go through this. I ignored her. She later calls me and here is how it goes come home. Your tantrum has gone too far You need to apologize and get a grip and come home. I just listen. I don't reply. I said come home and apologize now No, I cut the call she calls back after 15 minutes i pick up and listen for a while until this hits come home now i don't want to wash dishes and do laundry and cook while i work it's tiring you used to do all that when your grandma was not here and she's not here so you have to do it i'm just silence do you hear me you ungrateful child you better i cut her off no you listen to me and you remember i will never go home to you and i'll never go near you and him ever again take this as a courtesy notice i'm no longer your daughter you'll never see me or hear from me again i hang up and blocked her number two days later my aunt messaged me and told me my dad was at her door now i've not seen him since i was five after my parents got divorced on the grounds of his affair and my family hates him for that my aunt was fuming that he showed his face at her door he asked nicely to know where i am and to go and see me my aunt of course in her fashion laid into him about his affair he took it and apologized and asked again for my whereabouts my aunt messaged me to say if i was okay with my dad knowing where i was i told her it would be fine if we met at a cafe or restaurant nearby so we met today and had a nice breakfast he asked me what was wrong and why i'd run away now i thought he knew so i said what do you think He said that my mum told him that I got scolded and grounded for something and was annoyed, so I ran away. And it was probably teenage angst, according to my mum. I was freaking dumbfounded. I told him that's not even close to why. I told him everything, everything that happened after, what she did, or more like didn't do, and how she reacted when I tried to tell her I felt unsafe. He was freaking fuming. He was annoyed for the fact that he didn't know about it earlier. And for the fact that my entitled mum tried to lie and get him to coerce me into going home After the meeting he told me he was going to her house and that he was going to confront her he said he would take me away with him and threaten to sue her for abuse because some of the things that she did to me were clause for emotional and psychological abuse. He's also threatening to cut off my brother's education fund and transfer it instead to me for me to use. He left and I don't know what happened afterwards, but I think he's going to speak to his lawyers and me soon. Alright little update here as well. My aunt told me my mother and father have both been arrested Apparently my father went to my mum's house to tell her he isn't going to help control his child She said he's gonna have to be a good dad and get her daughter to come home so that they can be a happy family And she added that's the least that you can do for us. My dad blew up at that comment He said something like you are the one that needs to pull up and protect both your children not only one and i couldn't see them because of you too this led to a screaming match and the neighbors called the police they came and separated both of them and took them to the station my dad called one of his friends to bail him out and my egg donor called her sister my other aunt who refused to help her and bail her out. So, Egg Donor stayed in the station overnight while my brother spent the night at the station as well. I'm not sure if this is right, but I believe that OP is now calling their entitled mum Egg Donor, you know, trying to distance themselves as much as possible from that relationship. Now, it's also come to my attention that some of the comments on this post were right egg donor got a restriction order on my dad citing mental instability he had ptsd from a work incident that happened to him when he was 25 egg donor one the stipulated guideline was he couldn't have contact with us unless contacted first she never gave us his number or means to contact him unless it was when she passed me the phone to call him to ask him to give her more money for our children which I don't even know what happened to egg donor then made up lies telling us that he abandoned us I freaking hope that night in jail gave her a hard slap to the face And I guys don't even think about clicking off this episode because look we have an update to this story Just four days ago Opie posted this egg donor and father got arrested and the truth about their divorce came out The truth came out that my father did not actually abandon us Egg donor had a restriction order on him based on the fact of his PTSD from that work incident 20 years prior at the time of their divorce. The order stated as we already heard that he cannot contact us unless we contact him first now guys just to confirm op is indeed talking about her mum here when she is using the term egg donor so she goes on again to say about how her mum didn't even give them a contact number and at the end she adds she told us and her family he left the country and didn't want anything to do with us so to a five to six year old girl it sounded as if he dropped us and ran Which he didn't willingly do actually she forced him to leave the country because she kept threatening physically and emotionally Him and his job and his circle of friends She then proceeded to tell us and the whole family that he'd fled and had no intention of coming back From my father's side He said he was wrong to cheat and that it was unfair on my mum and his children But because egg donor threatened to kill him or send him to jail for life if he ever returned He had to leave But he did set up education funds and other funds so that we were set for life or at least until we were 21 or 25 now he has full control over them and we get control of them when we graduate university or when we decide to stop studying and presumably start to work the leftover funds will be given to us to use as we see fit but after this event i am meeting with a therapist and i get a report to say that all the things my egg donor and brother did has given me some kind of trauma and has affected my mental health yeah i'm not surprised this report would be a better and more solid evidence of her actions my father is also meeting with his lawyers to change his will to give the egg donor nothing and my brother a little money so he can't dispute that he was cut completely i'm also going to meet with another of my dad's lawyers to potentially charge my brother with non-consensual pron or sexual harassments, and my mother with emotional and psychological abuse. Wish me luck. And if I win, I'm moving out of the youth home into a house that my father is willing to rent for me until he can get his affair in order to come back to our country but he is willing to pay for my expenses until i graduate uni which is at least two to three years away okay wow just like what an insane post that is that that two-parter oh my god i mean the thing is it's not even close to being done really there's so much more that still has to go in that story can't wait to find out what happens that is actually insane guys i'm tempted to say you know get 2,000 likes on this video and i'll follow up with the next part but i don't care i'll do it for my own sake i'm that interested in the story so if we can hit one like on this video, I will bring you the next part when it's posted. That's a promise It's just like it's actually mental what your brother did was bad enough I mean, it's that shockingly bad your mum Protecting him crazy then it being revealed that she was the one who actually forced your dad to leave the country and that He didn't willingly ditch you guys at all. Oh my god I, I don't even know how you would live with this sort of stuff. Of course you have it like mental ish. Oh insane insane. What a story I'm, so sorry that you had to go through all of this op and that you're still going through all of it But yes, I wish you the best of luck with it. I can't wait to hear what happens And to be honest, I really really think and hope obviously that you're going to be successful You've got a great case. Good luck lady defends son's trashy tiktok trend. Hello I am a 14 year old boy and I go to a middle school elementary school Basically both combined and due to the tiktok trend devious lick a fifth grader who I will call isaiah Grabbed my phone and ran off shouting Devious lick mother effer. I chased the kid down and smack him I start shouting at him about how he shouldn't be doing that type of stuff He then runs off towards the direction of the main office when I get home that evening He messages me through his computer or phone and starts talking smack lol You so weak kid and I respond to him telling him to f off Then he immediately started to say that he would deck me with his friend next day I go to school only to get called into the front office and the kid with his mum are there looking at me Then the dean tells me to apologize for smacking the kid and I argue that he tried to steal my phone The lady then immediately starts a screaming rant including you mexican cholo Apologize. I tell the lady that her trashy son tried stealing my phone But she says okay, but you didn't have to do that It was just a harmless prank that you kids like these days and that is why I have a two-day suspension All right So before I even talk about the story there first of all I don't know what the devious lick trend is and I need to know more So i'm gonna watch a video on it and see what it is. Oh Am I really clicking on this devious licks tiktok compilation? Okay, just hit this absolutely duplicitous lick Principal ain't going home today And was he got a drill? And for the benefit of those listening on audio, all he's done there is just unscrew some bolts on his principal's car wheels. You guys are all still doing these small licks. Is it just like annoying people for the sake of it? Is that what it is? We've got this guy now attacking a... He's just... So he's just stolen a police car. What is... What is this trend? First week of school and already hit the most despicable lick... What are we... What is going... Are we just... Is, that, is this just stealing? What What are they stolen? A car door? What is... What is this trend? Just hit the most ungodly lick. You stole someone... Oh my god. Okay. Alright, that one's actually like semi-funny. I mean, put it in the bin. Oh, okay. That was actually semi-decent. I'm not gonna lie. I hope you gave them back, is what I'll say. What a trend. Just... Stealing stuff tiktok man. It's so elite. All right So I, I kind of get the trend a little bit. Like, I've seen better trends was all i'm gonna say but weird 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 trend weird app. Let's be realistic now moving on to our second entitled people story Sister tries to have me arrested so she can go party then tries to break in and steal our stuff We come from a big new york italian family. My older sister and I are total polar opposites she was boisterous, very well endowed from a young age, very popular, very full of herself, and self-obsessed. Never finishes anything, never finished school, can't hold a job, etc. I was very small, thin, tomboyish, uncoordinated, clumsy, very shy, bookworm. I didn't have many friends and I usually wandered alone somewhere or I was reading. I've had a job since I was 13. Long story, but this all ties in as it's only within a few days of it all happening So moving on we are both adults and are both married My sister has a son and i'm pregnant with my first child After giving birth we move back to the city my family lives in My older sister is having marital issues and is actually getting ready to leave her husband My husband and I had a decent sized house that we were renting from my uncle A friend of ours from college was staying in one of the rooms after a discussion We decided to invite my sister and her son who was almost five to move in with us as a live-in nanny We let her know that she wouldn't have to pay any rent or utilities and that she would need to watch my daughter whenever we needed to work She readily agreed my husband and I worked opposite shifts. So this was perfect for us We moved her in right away. We had her sign a paper agreeing to the whole thing nothing technically legal but just something that we could refer to later if needed things went south pretty quickly i'll be paraphrasing as this was a long time ago and exact wording won't be possible but it's pretty spot on firstly let me note that my older sister had gained a substantial amount of weight which made certain areas of her upper torso much larger than before like double g large we get up one morning to make coffee Our roommate is already up. My sister comes out wearing nothing but a very baggy tank top and underwear that was much too small. Things were hanging out everywhere. My husband spit his coffee out. Our roommate walked in and then immediately walked back out. And I told my sister to go and put on some clothes. She huffed, put her hands on her hips and loudly yelled, This is my house too. I'll dress how I want. I told her to take some pride in herself and go and put some dang clothes on she stomped off like a little kid dressed and came back out my husband asked me loudly on purpose so that my sister would hear this isn't going to be a problem with her going forward is it i looked her dead in the face and said it better not be right she looked at me rolled her eyes and said fine but that just means that these idiots pointing at my husband and roommates don't know what they're missing still full of herself fantastic Now this has only been about two weeks since moving her in by the way The next day our roommate came to us and said that he believed my sister may have taken money from his room He stated that he'd only left a small amount of cash on his nightstand and it was now gone His door was always closed but it was open when he came home My sister unfortunately has stolen cash from me many times when we were kids growing up So I knew it was probably her I went to confront her about it knowing full well that she took it Again, she immediately started off by yelling as loudly as she could I did not steal anyone's money You always blame me for this and you never have any proof Her son came running around the corner with a fistful of dollars and a big smile Is this the money mama? The money you said we could go and get mcdonald's with? I stared at her and then at my nephew She walked over to him, took the money from him and told me This is my money I I already had this before I moved in the one thing she hadn't noticed was mixed in with the US dollars, some Mexican pesos. Our roommate's family lived in Tucson, Arizona. His father was a professor at U of A and was of Mexican descent. They would often go south of the border to visit as they had a very large extended family. I quickly snatched the money from my sister's hands. I examined it, and when I pulled out the pesos, I again stared at her. I said, And just what did you think you were gonna do with these? She slammed her fist on the wall and told me to go F off in italian and stomped off and slammed her door My nephew stood there almost in tears. He was scared and upset He and I had had a wonderful relationship So I sat him down and told him that everything was okay and not to worry I would bring him to mcdonald's and get him the best happy meal ever This brightened him up and he went skipping off the next day. We started our work week I gave my sister our schedules. I went over everything with her. As my daughter had been premature, there was a little bit of extra care involved. She was a few months old now, but she was very small and had a severe lactose allergy. My sister then mentioned that a friend of hers wanted her to go out and party the next night. I told her that she knew she had to watch the baby. She knew several weeks ahead of time what my schedule was and that she'd agreed to it she said i never get to go anywhere and now that i'm free of that man i want to go party can't you have that guy who lives here watch her i said that guy is our friend he's not in town and it's not his job to watch our daughter it's literally your job you agree to live here rent free to watch her whenever we need it she rolled her eyes and stated this is ridiculous it's one dang night can't you figure something else out I said, if you would like to pay for a babysitter to come over, then fine, but if not, then you will do as you agreed. Fine, she said. Everything went fine the first night. I came home, baby asleep, sister and nephew asleep, Note on the fridge from my husband stating that all seemed good. I go to bed. I'm woken up about three hours later to hear several children screaming and laughing. I get up and go out to the living room to see that I have a house full of children and some of my sister's friends, including the one friend that wanted her to party sitting on the couch and chairs. I immediately said, what in the heck is going on? My sister and her friends look up. One of the friends say, "Uh uh-oh, party police. I grab my sister's arm and pull her to the kitchen. What in the F is going on here? I am trying to sleep. She replies, since I cannot leave, I invited my friends over to have some fun. I'm really irritated at this point. Your friends need to leave immediately. You did not ask if you could bring all these people here and it's a workday night for us. Have some freaking respect. And you know, my daughter can't have a bunch of people around her. She's still too vulnerable. My sister waves her hand and replies, Oh, give it a goddamn rest. She's in her crib. No one's near here and I need my friends. I need to socialize. I haven't been able to have fun in years. I insisted again that her friends leave now. I reminded my sister that no matter what she thinks, this is my house. She stomps off again and asks everyone to leave. I get up to go to work that evening. Everything seems to be fine. My nephew bounces in, happy as always. Thrilled with his Happy Meal toy we got him the other day. My sister brushes past me literally bumping my shoulder i stare at her again she mumbles something under her breath and heads to the kitchen i walk in after her and she turns and stares at me she slams a jar on the counter and immediately starts yelling at me i didn't know i was going to have to watch your dang kid all the time i want to go and do my own thing shocked i asked her at what point did she not understand that she'd be a live-in nanny to watch the baby whenever we were working but that's not the dang point i know what i said but i didn't think you were serious i said fine we'll talk when i get home in the morning from work and figure out where we need to go from here i got my things and i left two hours later i get a call at work from someone identifying themselves as a police officer They're asking me to come home due to an incident at the house. I arrive about 30 minutes later to see three police cruisers, lights on, several officers milling around my home. My older sister is standing next to an officer talking and my roommate who appears to have just come back from out of town is talking to another officer. My husband is also now arriving back from school. A police sergeant walks up to me and asks my name and I tell him who I am. He asks me to follow him over to where my sister is. While following the officer, I notice a few dozen yards away the friend my sister wanted to go party with parked in her car watching. The officer directs me to where my sister is. I wander over and immediately my sister starts yelling at me. How could you do that? How could you just leave her like that? What is wrong with you? I stand frozen, not understanding the situation yet. The officer looks at me and asks me where I've been. I tell him I was at work. The officer asks if I make it a habit to leave my infant alone at home while working. It finally dawns on me what is going on. I tell the officer, absolutely not, never. My sister here was hired to be our live-in nanny and was to be watching her tonight. She watched her last night as well. She has the schedule in detail and we've discussed everything at length. My sister immediately shouts that's a lie. I had no idea you were going to work I was leaving with my friend to go out for the night when I heard the baby cry. I had no idea you left her here I figured you guys had gone out for the night Our roommate and my husband join us My roommate says he came home to find my sister on the phone with the police saying that I had abandoned the baby And my sister's friend was in the house telling her to hurry so they wouldn't miss the drink specials at a local bar My husband goes in the house with an officer, shows him our work schedule on the fridge, my sister's room, and the baby's crib in her room. He then shows him the paper we had her sign with all the agreed to info. Another officer goes over to the car parked down the street and tells the friend to come over. The officer starts to question the friend about the phone call. My sister immediately starts yelling. She has nothing to do with this She came here to pick me up and we both heard the baby crying I tell the officer that this is par for the course with my sister. She made all this up My sister again starts screaming at the top of her lungs. This is all a lie I don't know what she's telling you, but it's a lie. I had no idea the baby was here alone And then she starts to fake cry and just as things seem ridiculous enough my nephew is brought out crying, telling the officer holding him, But mummy said it was okay to leave the baby, that auntie would be home soon and we were going to go out. I started to laugh. I almost bent over laughing as my sister reached for her son, saying, I, He doesn't know what he's saying. But my nephew just said, Mummy, don't lie, you said you were going to go play. That was awesome. The look on her face and the officers' faces was priceless. My sister had fabricated this ridiculous story and called the police Also, she didn't have to work and could go out drinking the crib was in her room the work schedule and the signed paper plus out of the mouths of babes my nephew telling his mummy not to lie in front of a half dozen police officers yeah i was annoyed but i was laughing now the officers were pretty angry now too realizing the situation i told them i wanted my sister off my property She wasn't on the lease. They escorted her into the house and had her pack up the few belongings that she came with, which wasn't much. Just clothes, hygiene stuff, and a few personal knickknacks. I walked up to my sister with the signed agreement, tore it in half, and handed it to her. I told her that she was never welcome back and I wanted nothing to do with her ever again. She could go with her friend. She was escorted off the lawn. I told the officers I didn't want to press any charges. She had no money and nowhere to go other than her friend, That was more than enough. The police eventually left. My husband, roommate and I go and sit in the living room, staring at each other. We have no words. We just sit for a while. The next day, my husband is off at work. My roommate is sleeping in. I take the baby to go to a doctor's appointment and the grocery store. Then to stop at my dad's place for a brief visit. I left a note on the fridge, letting my roommate know where I was. Just as I arrive at my dad's, he jogs down the driveway and says better go home your roommate calls ah it takes me about 15 minutes to get home and standing in front of the door is my sister screaming at the top of her lungs with two police officers on either side of her i drive up and get out of my car my sister immediately tries to rush at me screaming obscenities in italian at me Now we didn't even learn that much growing up, but we can cuss like truckers in italian the officers stop her My roommate comes around from the backyard having come out of the back door instead of the front where my sister was I ask what the heck is going on? Neighbors are now coming out to see what's going on So my roommate had called the police because my sister tried to kick in the door She said that we had all of her electronic equipment in there and that this was her house and that we illegally removed her When he wouldn't let her in she began kicking and pounding on the door screaming at the top of her lungs my husband had a very nice stereo setup with a multi-disc cd player speakers subwoofers tuner several dozen cds and more we had a new large tv with several video game consoles vhs players and a bookshelf full of movies and video games yeah by the way you lot comment down below if you know what a vhs player is and if you don't know what a vhs player is Try and guess what it is I- i'm actually interested anyway turns out my sister was attempting to break into the house and steal all of it she was unhinged at this point she was so incensed that spit was flying from her mouth when she was screaming how dare you do this to me these are all my things you stole everything from me you're a liar and a thief turning the police on me i'll get you for this i'm gonna have you evicted i'm calling dad he'll have his brother kick you out you'll be on the streets, on the street you dogs the police ask us if she's on the lease we tell them no and give them the report from last night the officer looks at the reports nods and says oh this is that place uh yeah we heard about this is this the same lady that called in the false report last night i tell him yep same person. He then asks if I would like to trespass her and I told him absolutely. He turns to her while his partner takes out some papers and starts writing. He gives her the spiel regarding the trespass order. The officer looks at me and I walk over and quietly say, see that car parked two houses down? Yeah, that one. Can you issue the driver a trespass order too? That's the other person from last night. He then walks over to that car. They tell my sister, if they have one more incident with her, she will be under arrest. She stomps off down the street to her friend's car, literally screaming at the top of her lungs every obscenity you can imagine in English and Italian. We thank the officers and they take off. I talk to my neighbors and apologize for the trouble. Most of them are elderly and very understanding. A retired Navy officer next door says that he'll be happy to keep an eye on the house for us when we aren't home. I thank him profusely. He pats his truck and says, your sister is a nut. I agreed. I head back over to my dad's place to visit and go over the last two days events. While my baby is inside sleeping, my dad and I go to his garage to do some work on a project car of his. Now being the only kid of his who knows how to work on cars, this is our thing. We bust a few knuckles, have a couple drinks. And shoot the poop for a while a couple hours later. We hear a car screech to a stop in front of his house He has a very long dirt driveway. So the car was still on pavements out jumps my sister Red faced and fuming mad. She immediately starts stomping down the driveway fists balled up my dad and I are sitting on the edge of the car near the engine hood up staring at her She starts screaming Did she tell you she kicked me and your grandson out on the street? Did she tell you she lied to the police about abandoning her daughter? Did she tell you she called the police on me when I tried to get things she stole from me? I am the victim here, not her. I want her evicted from my uncle's house. I want you to call him now and kick her out. She's got no right to do this to me, no right to be there. My dad looks down at me and I shrug. My sister stops about 30 feet in front of us. She literally starts jumping up and down. I want her kicked out now 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 Seeing a 25 year old woman jumping up and down screaming like a two-year-old was quite the sight. My dad looks at her. My dad can look at you and make your bones freeze. My sister immediately stops. He says No, that was it just no he then just turns around and starts working on the car again. I smote at my sister enraged She starts screaming obscenities at me again My dad slowly turns around takes two steps towards her and in a deep loud reverberating voice says Basta which pretty much translates as enough. You will not behave in this manner You will not talk to your sister until you can be civil go away now you do not disobey my dad ever my sister still red-faced turns around and walks off to the car and gets in her friend revs the engine of her very old beat-up sedan screams f you both and takes off my dad turns around and says well how about some pizza takes another drink and goes back to working on the engine i literally haven't spoken to my sister since this event And my daughter is now 27. Well, the first thing that springs to my mind there is that I really hope your nephew is okay because he actually sounded like a pretty good kid. Just has a horrible, horrible mother. Best of luck to him because it's going to be a tough life. Anyway, the first 18 years that is. But hey, hopefully you can get through it. Seems like a nice kid. You get on well, maybe just take him away from his mom at some point or or don't do that. But you know, help him out. I mean, to be fair, I'm just looking through the comments and someone has said, can I ask what happened to your nephew? Because obviously this was a long time ago. I hope he wasn't too traumatized and had escaped relatively unscathed from his entitled mom, Opie replied, he is a fantastic man and he grew up just fine. That's amazing. Head chef at a restaurant, kids of his own we talk all the time and he comes out to visit from time to time phenomenal news could not have asked for anything more i'd say what this is a good thing about stories that are really old like how long ago did this happen over 20 years ago and um yeah now we know the result brilliant ah oh, and here we go someone has asked what happened to your sister must have an inkling to know a bit i completely agree so she lives in a very small town back east and is still the same always scheming to find the easy way out of being an adult last i heard she was trying to figure out a way to get on disability so she didn't have to work so just a terrible person really yeah we knew that already fair enough it's pretty crazy though how in like 20 years she just hasn't changed at all why surely at some point you have a little bit of you know self-reflection you're like oh actually i'm not been the greatest person over the last two decades who knows all right then guys that is going to do it for part one of this one hope you enjoyed it as i said in the intro part two is probably i'll be honest unless you've listened to this Instantly, the whole way through at the time it came out. Part two is already out. Part three is coming later. I mean, they're probably up there. Go and check my episodes and you'll find them. 10 hours of content. I hope you enjoyed the first part. More to come. See you shortly. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50